Welcome to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And we are here today with an episode of our new series titled Better Than Perfect. This is an homage to our friend Robert Voss, who we used to play Heroclix a lot back in the day. And you have to measure out like the actual angle uh, to like what you're going to do. Like one guy can shoot another guy. And at one time he said, oh, that's a better than perfect angle. And we've mocked him mercilessly for it since. We just thought that would be a great uh, uh, way to uh, describe this podcast, that it was presumptive in the way that he said it to <laughs> us. And so this is kind of us being presumptive with each other. Like, I love this television sh- series, so you should too. So, yeah. um, But even though we know that we both have very different tastes, as you can see, not, I shouldn't say very different, we have different tastes that we like to... Uh, uh, usually they're very they're very different on some things but I'll, I'll fully cop to that that it's, it's usually <laughs> my my taste that's very different so um, we're going to trade some of our favorite tv shows um, that the other person hasn't seen or maybe maybe you've only seen like a few episodes and you said oh that wasn't i didn't think that was for me but since you're telling me that i'm gonna, like i've seen a few episodes of friday night lights but i've never watched it all the way through and that is going to be the show that we watch for buyer's choice um, uh, here at the end of the year. Um, we, we did a, a kind of a first foray into this a few months back with the OC, but I'll, I'll fully admit you never you never came to me with like you were dying for me to see Seth Cohen, yeah. not necessarily watch the OC. So yes. I will not say that this qualifies for that. Oh, it's totally um, good though. I yeah, mean, you like the OC. You like yeah, season yeah. I'll, I'll one and two that. enough. Okay, I right. can own that enough. That's fine. That's, that's okay. all good. Okay, um, but we we watched the OC a few months back, and we said, "Hey, that's pretty fun." It's just a lot of work that goes into it. It's one thing to be like, "Hey, I like this movie that's two and a half hours." Oh, okay, I'll watch that, and we'll talk about it. Versus, "Hey, I like this thing that's ninety-one episodes." <laughs> uh, so, so figure out how to fill ninety-one hours of your time. And then we'll talk about it, you know, so, and then we'll do it twice. So, uh, so my show uh, that we'll be discussing today was the NBC show Chuck that aired for five seasons and the aforementioned 91 episodes that I was talking about. I think it's pretty funny. I think Friday Night Lights is exactly 91 episodes. And yeah, I think we figured season. that out when we were, we were yeah, deciding we're on these things. So it's completely fair across the board. It's not <laughs> like you're like, hey, I want you to watch... Uh, uh, what what's ridiculous? Like twenty four has like twelve or thirteen seasons or something like that, and I would be like, "No, nah, hard pass, man." Thanks. Um, so Spoiler: I've, Now we're never doing The Office for this one. He's not getting me to go there. I uh, highly disagree. Uh, no, I, I can't. I can't make it through. <laughs> It'd be like I watched four episodes and I uh, hung myself in my backyard. I'm done. I'm out. No, can't do it. All good. All good. So. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, we're going to do all five seasons. So we're going to start with um, who the actors are in the in the seasons. Most of the general cast uh, stays the same throughout, but I'll, I'll just kind of hit the high notes, kind of like we did on the OC podcast, if you listen to that one. Um, all, the, one of the things that I love about Chuck is that there's plenty of guest stars and really cool guest stars. Um, some people use it as kind of like, oh, we're floundering. Like, let's just throw guest stars at this and we'll see if we can survive. <laughs> um, but I, I love some of these. And so I want to mention them as they come up, especially because 
uh, as we mentioned with the OC, uh, Josh Schwartz and Chris Fedak uh, were the the two guys that um, uh, that ran the show, and they worked on the OC. So there's a lot of crossover with um, the people that are on the on the show. I shouldn't say a lot. There's a decent first amount season. Early. There's right. there's there's like four or five just in the first season. This slows down right. after that, but it's true. I, I was uh, spoiler alert. Um, there's no Seth Cohen or uh, Ryan like no. walking through that door, or there's even no, Sandy Cohen. Yeah, no Peter Gallagher <laughs> eyebrows showing up. I would have loved that. Could have easily worked so, him he in. He could have been. Yeah, he could have been, been so, anything. There's so right. many options, but right. Yeah. Uh, what if he was like Rob Riggle's character, like in the in the psyops <laughs> episode? Oh, that would have been fantastic. He would have done a great job as that character. Anyway, all right, I'm already tangenting. Um, and so we'll do we'll do uh, season one. Who are the actors, and then um, the guest stars? We'll go through an overview. Byers and I'll kind of uh, I'll, I'll start, and then Byers will kind of talk about. Uh, we'll hit the high notes. Or this is definitely not going to be. We want this podcast to be pretty tight and we already think it's going to go like i think it's go like an hour and a half so i apologize in advance if you haven't watched chuck just do yourself a favor do it watch it just do it and uh we're gonna try but we're not gonna do it justice okay it's not possible right it's not possible to encapsulate even just jeffster into an hour and a half podcast okay i can't describe (laughs) there are not enough words in the english language to give you the true picture of what it's like right to experience jeffster Right. You just have to do it. You just have to. So even even so, we'll say this: we're going to spoil a bunch of things. But even then, I think that you could still get a lot of enjoyment out of watching this uh, this show and listening to this podcast and us be ridiculous uh, because <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Um, you don't you don't necessarily have to have watched the show to probably enjoy some of what's going on here, <laughs> um, but it, it would definitely help with that. So, all right. So, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to get into some quotes because uh, we're not one to uh, shy away from throwing out some quotes. You got quotes, don't you? No, you don't have any quotes. Uh, okay. Not really. Okay. I have a few, but not you got a like few, a but couple not, here not and like there, like one or two. Okay. I just didn't have time to write those down. I was on my, right. I was on my first view. I didn't want to, I just wanted to focus on the show. I didn't, I didn't have time to take the copious notes. All right. I've got, um, I've got some quotes. Byers has a few. I tried to make sure that it wasn't ridiculous, which would be hard to do. I think maybe like like just yeah. just quoting so Morgan. Good lines. Could, just just quoting Morgan right. could, could be an entire podcast. So I kept it to about an eight eight per per season. Nice. So, and we'll we'll just kind of rattle those off. And then my favorite part, and one of the things that I love 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 about Chuck, um, is it introduced me to so much. Um, uh, hipster indie music from the time that it was on, uh, and and what's funny is I don't I'm looking back over some of these and I'm like did I did I like that because of Chuck or was I introduced that because of Chuck or was my like taste so like in tune with what Chuck wanted to to show me <laughs> that like I found it somewhere else and like yeah it's good stuff uh and then uh we'll uh we'll just continue on with the seasons after that so i'll I'll try to hit the favorite music for uh those that are music lovers that might want to uh, check some of that stuff out and there are plenty of websites out there um that talk about chuck's music and gives you like a cool track listing so it's a it's you, a huge josh schwartz thing like music is very really is into yep. stuff he does that was huge in the oc it's big in this it's 
part of his process, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I would imagine it's the same on Gossip Girl, but I'm never going to watch that show. So <laughs> that was going to be my suggestion for the next one. Yeah. Just oh, that we just that we just cold cold go into it and just like this neither is just of the us. Josh Schwartz <laughs> podcast, podcast. Now. We're just watching all his shows. No, no, okay. never mind. All right, so let's start with uh, who. Uh, our title character is Chuck Bartowski is played by Zachary Levi, who, if you've ever watched Shazam, uh, the DC movie, um, he's the lead character in that. Um, Sarah Walker um, is played by Yvonne Strahovski. Um, she's on um, the most recent uh, Amazon movie, uh, The Tomorrow War. Was that what it, it was like with, this with really? Pratt? With Pratt. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was one's kind of the more recent one that she was in she was on 24 and on uh, handmaid's tale but i didn't watch either of those things uh john casey uh the always always fantastic adam baldwin who is in a million things but most notably plays um uh oh my goodness why am i it's uh starts with j on uh jane on uh firefly uh sarah lancaster uh is play is plays Ellie Bartowski, um, and her husband, well, boyfriend who becomes husband, is uh, Devin Woodcomb, played by Ryan McPartland. He's also known as Captain Awesome, so most of the time I'm going to refer to him as Captain Awesome. Um, and then Morgan Grimes, uh, Chuck's best friend, played by Joshua Gomez. Uh, the aforementioned Jeffster, um, Lester Patel, and Jeff Barnes, played by Vic Sahai and Scott Krinsky. Uh, Big Mike, played by Mark Christopher Lawrence. General Diane Beckman, played by Bonita Frederici. That's why my favorite one. Wow. Like, She's right. like the whitest looking person ever. Right. That Absolutely. Name. That's incredible. Uh, Anna Wu, played by Julia Lang. Harry Tang, played by C.S. <laughs> who's uh, actor C.S. Lee. And then um, this guy was on, like, uh, he's, the, he's the Final Destination guy, CIA director uh, Graham, Tony Todd. He's in, like, the first five episodes, and then he just completely, like, they were, like, he, they phased him out super fast. And Doesn't then he they get threw... blown up? He gets blown up because there's, like, a whole oh, intersect Yeah, thing. you're right. When you think yeah, Chuck's going to be right. out after, like, five episodes, and you're like, why that's would right. this, this is the end of the show? Like, it's one of those. And they bring him back in flashbacks. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then Bryce Larkin, uh, played by Matt Bomer. Um, we have 11 regulars, like seven, like in this, like usually like um, your your cast is not that big, but I mean, it's a, it's a Josh Schwartz thing. I mean, going back to the OC cast, um, like he does not believe it. Like everything's an ensemble. Like it's just, it's super big, but he, I feel like he learned a lot of lessons uh, from the OC that he applied to Chuck, um, just kind of generally overall that we'll get into. But um, we've got seven people appear in all 91 episodes. That's Chuck, Sarah, Casey, Ellie, Morgan, Jeff, and Lester. I couldn't believe Ellie made it into every single episode because seemingly, like, especially towards the end, it just kind of seems like they just kind of pick her up and plop her down like wherever they want. Could we that. plop her somewhere further away for the most Ooh. part? We've already got Ellie shaved like right away. Big time. All right. 
Um, so awesome. Big Mike and Beckman are in like around 78 episodes. I think the highest person is 78. Uh, that's probably awesome. But Big Mike and Beckman are pretty close uh, after that. Um, we've got a couple of guest stars. These ones aren't like super huge. Like as we get through some of the other seasons, they'll be more recognizable names. But we've got Mini Aiden as uh, Sarah's CIA friend, Karina, who plays a big, uh, a, uh, a, larger, a recurring role for yeah. a, a, for she a guest star. comes back a few times. Yeah, at times. Um, she's the person that uh, strings Morgan along and loves to go Leroy Jenkins um, on on all the missions. <laughs> um, and then uh, Rachel Bilson, an OC staple, uh, plays Lou, which Chuck's love interest for a couple of episodes. It always feels like um, every time I rewatch this, I'm like, oh yeah, Lou, here's the Lou, like couple of episodes or like, like I always think she's in like three or four and it's like super quick. It's two and she's out. Yeah. Um, and I vain, Milosevic plays Casey's former love interest, Ilsa Trankina. I always mistake this lady for Mila Jovovich. Like, I from can the totally, fifth yeah. element and like the Resident yeah. Evil thing. Yeah. Like, every single time I'm like, oh yeah, Mila Jovovich. Nope, that's not nope, her. Not her. Um, so, that, those are the, the main guest stars um, from this season. So, um, let's start with what you had. Um, let's let's go into what your, what your likes were, and then I we're going to go into a. a yeah. Kind of an overview. All right. I mean, it, it, the whole thing's kind of an interesting premise, right? I mean, this whole supercomputer downloaded in some guy's brain. Like, you're going in and it's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, for like the first episode <laughs> or two, I'm like, what did what did I agree to? Right. Okay, Chuck's, Chuck's funny. Um, and that, the first few episodes, he really has to carry it. Like, the fact that Zachary Levi is a really funny dude. Yeah. Kind of gets you through. Like, yeah. all right, here's this funny guy wearing wearing a pair of Chucks named Chuck. Yeah. Um, I I figured that that would give me like three or four episodes. Yeah, just wearing Chucks, you're gonna give me for a few episodes probably. Um, but then it gets better. I mean, the Sarah Casey stuff at the beginning, where you think that they're like gonna be like rivals this whole time, yeah, mm-hmm. and that you're worried that they're both trying to kill Chuck all the time, right. like was right. annoying. So it was glad that that went away. Mm-hmm. It did kind of establish the purpose, of, like you can trust both these people. So, like I, I understand it. Once you get past it, um, I already told you Ellie's super annoying. Um, you can find a picture of Ellie in the dictionary next to wet blanket. Okay, that's what her <laughs> character is for this entire show. Um, just such an overprotective, kind of annoying big sister with just weird boundary issues. Um, <laughs> Chuck's like thirty, and I know that they didn't have parents, so like they. The first season is not so bad with her. Like, we're okay. Yeah. Like, you basically had to raise your brother. Parents were gone, all this stuff. So, I get some of it. But then later on, she just becomes wet blanket. Totally. Like, I'm sorry. You can't risk your life and be a spy, even though you have all this stuff. No, not you. You have to stay home and be safe. What? Um, I, It's fun, though. I mean, the spy stuff is fun, but it's still so lighthearted and goofy that, like, it's just yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's times... Especially early on, you can tell in the first season, they're still trying to figure out, like, what's going to be the bigger story going on in some ways. Right. The big story in the first season is more, how's Chuck going to get out of this? Yes. Um, And are we going to, like, have to lock Chuck away in a rubber room because he's such a great asset? And, like, that was annoying. Like, don't, no. Like, don't tease that you're going to take away the main character and take away all his friends. Because that's what, that's what drives the show. Like, the relationships in this show are so good. Mm -hmm. Um. Chuck and Sarah gets a little annoying sometimes. 
Um, I would be fascinated to like see Josh Schwartz's dating history based on the two shows I've watched of his, <laughs> by the way. Um, there's some counseling that needs to happen there. Right. Um, uh, Bryce Larkin coming back once was okay. Um, the multiple times over the first two seasons, it's just like, yeah. I, can this guy die already? Like, I mean, he's a nice guy. It's not like you hate the character, but like, could you just right. go away? Can we be done with that particular complication? Yeah. Um, but and you watch this with Jody. Did she stick it out through the whole thing? She made it through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some episodes she missed parts of because it was like I'm going to sleep and she was out before the episode yeah. was over. And then she it could, would be like we'd start watching the could, next one. She could and it would tell. Be like, yeah. What? What did I miss? <laughs> and I get to explain some stuff. But oh, I thought you meant that she's like, oh, this is this is like, uh, oh no, this is like a, a filler episode. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna pass <laughs> out. Yeah. Um. There are a few of those, but um, no, I mean, it's really funny. It was, it's really about the people in the relationships. The spy stuff is just kind of the vehicle for it, which makes it kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially like Chuck and Morgan. Like I, I like the OC. I'm a big fan. Like some some Seth Ryan time on the books is great, but Chuck and Morgan top them every day of the week. Okay. Like Chuck Chuck Morgan time way better than Seth Ryan time. Um, I mean, partially they go back further. I mean, like you have like they little do. kid stories. Yeah. They just they just have mm-hmm. more time. If if Seth and Ryan had grown up on the same block, which would ruin that entire premise of that show, um, they'd right. be more fun. But um, the Rachel the Rachel Bilson cameo was funny, um, just because like we're watching a Josh Schwartz show, which is like largely we got here because we talked about the OC so much, and so it's like <gasps> Summer Roberts. Yeah. Who else is going to show up? And then it was basically just her. Um, as far as the main character, well. Melinda Clark shows up briefly, yeah. but no one's excited right. to see Julie Cooper. So, um, <laughs> speaking of wet blankets, <laughs> speaking of wet blankets, it, it did a better job. It was hard not to make OC comparisons a lot. It's really hard not to, especially right? early on, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because I mean you've got you got Ellie and Awesome who are kind of like the Sandy and Kirsten, but Ellie also gets to fulfill the annoying Marissa stuff somehow. Um, I really didn't like Ellie, if you can't tell already. I I was not prepared for this at all. Like, it like, just bugs me. Like, and it, like, it was even worse on the rewatch. Like, I rewatched, like, beginnings and ends of seasons just to go okay. back through my notes. Mm-hmm. And I still hit, like, some of her low points somehow. We're like, nope, Ellie's still annoying. It's even worse than I remembered. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously Chuck is Seth Cohen. I mean, that, that one's a clear. Yeah, it's very clear. Very yeah. clear. Uh, but I think Sarah is actually Ryan Atwood, right? Because she's the one beating people yes. up all the time. She's Kid mm-hmm. Chino. And yep. then Summer Roberts gets split into Casey and Morgan somehow at the same time. Because she's got like, f- she's the funny stuff, kind of like Morgan. But she's also yeah. the rage blackouts like Casey, right? Yes. So, you know, yep. she, she's fulfilling both of those roles. So we got to split that one into two because she's too complex to just be one yeah. person anymore. We didn't have a gesture on the OC. That's that's why. Yeah. This was, that added a it was fun. It, it was hard to balance, I'm sure, for them. Like, how much do we get into the buy more? Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's its own show if you wanted it to be. It totally is, right? Um, in fact, I think they tried to make it its own show afterwards or something, maybe. I can't remember. Oh, I, I can't remember. Like a, yeah. I can't remember if that was real or if that was some just weird, ill-fated, like, YouTube thing or something. Yeah, but, little web- um, webisodes or whatever. That was that yeah. was big at the time. Yeah, But, I mean, you could totally, I mean, Superstore, some of those things that are out now, basically, that I haven't watched sound like this is just to buy more, um, yeah. which I really want to know how it's in business. Like, how does this last more than, like, a week um, with the way all the employees are? 
but I've never had real jobs. So this just scares me for what this might be like in, in real, real places. So. It reminds you why Amazon came into the market during, or, or <laughs> like it, they even mention it in the middle of the, of one of the episodes. It's like Jeff or Lester doesn't want to, want to bother with anyone. And like, haven't you heard of Amazon? Just go away. <laughs> you can get all this on the internet for cheaper. Just right. For cheaper. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, season one was better about this. There, there's some points throughout the show where we start getting to drama for the sake of drama, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I would have just loved to just go on more missions with with Chuck and Sarah and Casey. Um, and I like I like Flash, like, before he gets all the super skills later on, when it's just yes. he knows stuff. I like right. that better. You do? Um, okay. Yeah. I think I, think I do, too. Uh, I mean, it's some not, of the... I don't have strong feelings like I do about Ellie, about the other one. But right. if I have to lead one way. Yeah. Um, so let me let me hit through uh, what I loved about it, and then just some also like while wow, we're doing some some overview stuff, uh, real quick. Jump in at any point where you feel like, oh, I had something uh, that that I thought about it there, and and we'll and we'll we'll do that. So I love the chemistry between Chuck and you said you love Chuck, but I love the, the chemistry between Chuck and Sarah from the first scene, from from the word go. Like one of my favorite quotes is when uh, Morgan goes, "Oh man, Vicky Bale," and he goes, "Vicky Bale, Vicky, Vicky Bale, <laughs> Vicky Bale, Vicky, Vicky Bale," and then he drops the phone because he sees her and was just like, "Oh my gosh," and uh, like it's just right away. Like, and they just have so many good pieces. The pilots, pilots are usually really messy, um, but I could see the direction that they were going to go. In this one, even though, like you said, it was messy with a little bit of the, who are Casey and Sarah? Why are they stone cold killers? Like, how is this going to work out? They really tightened that up super fast, I felt like. Um, And like you mentioned, the whole setup is Chuck has the Intersect, which is like a fictitious supercomputer um, that gets implanted into his brain through some sunglasses or through a the first one is uh, I'm already skipping ahead to season. Just an email message. Um, yeah. Just an email message from his college uh, roommate, Bryce Larkin, who we find out turned on him. Um, and he was like his best friend, got him kicked out of Stanford for cheating, stole his girlfriend, Jill, kicked him in the nards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that less, I mean, you would just think like after all of this stuff, like, like it's just like, what else did Bryce do? But um, Sarah, uh, and Casey show up as CIA and NSA agents uh, to help bring him in before he falls into the wrong hands. And then for reasons that I'm not so sure, we just ultimately let him stay in the big box buy more store so that he can, <laughs> he can keep his secret safe. Just cover. Just cover. Like, it's just his cover. Like, right. Like the, the real version of this is like, he's in a padded room, like immediately, like for he, he's um, Laszlo. Uh, Laszlo shows up uh, uh, a couple episodes in and it's like it's really cool I liked that part about it it's like hey this is this could this could have been Chuck's like future Um, and they kind of pull some of those things uh, to go along with it I feel I felt like it really finds its narrative like um, in the seventh episode Um, but I'm particularly fond of the sixth episode Chuck versus the sandworm when he gets off the bike, they're at the party and they, they have to, uh, they get on the dune sandworm together. And, uh, it's basically like a replay of, uh, uh, Ryan and Ryan going to see Marissa at the new year's Eve party at the OC. Oh, that one. 
Except it's Chuck and Morgan. <laughs> but it's Chuck and Morgan. They literally even use like like the, the slow same. motion run towards each other. It's the same song. Like <laughs> Which is I, the I, only I, time I've ever heard that song is in these two episodes. I I I was I felt like I had you locked in after that. Um, when you texted yeah, that me helped. That. that helped. We we tried not to talk about this so that we could put all of it in here. Uh, that's why I didn't know that you hated Ellie so much with the Fire of a Thousand Suns. I do. Um, but <laughs> uh, the when when you told me like, hey, we're we're pressing on. I was like, all right. The the seventh is where Chuck goes back to Stanford, and he really starts to figure out why Bryce uh, sent the intersect to him. And like you said, like like kind of play around with some of that stuff but those are the really good plot points that kind of uh it's a show about relationships but like the the narrative driving it certainly helps you know because it's interesting enough that you're like all right it's not just like a a normal like sorry i i'm i'm bad i i don't like episodic television anymore um (laughs) i used to whenever i was a kid growing up i'm like oh okay but like if something doesn't have like an overarching uh plot like I, I just i quit it very easily like i'll you'll never find me watching i'm sure csi and some of those other uh law and order svu like have some larger overarching themes or something like that but it seems like it's just like you can just walk in you know the characters they do their thing and it's over by the end of it right yeah but I have to feel like there's something like larger going on to enjoy, yeah, yeah, to enjoy those relationships as well. But um, uh, and then Ellie gets pulled into it, so does Awesome, and it kind of kicks off the Chuck trying to hide that he's like this super spy, um, like from his from his family, from his uh, work, from everything. Uh, Harry Tang who is like the evil villain. I love that every single time I say his name, you giggle. Um, he's the villain at the Buy More, but they find out really, I thought that they, they just kicked him off the show. Apparently, uh, you know this because you watch Dexter. He goes to, he he's on Dexter. And so he left for that show because he was just like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to go to a Showtime show. I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So he left. I thought that it was just like, hey, this isn't working out. And they loved him. I hate him. Like he he's just it's just another villain for the sake of it. And they kind of do some more stuff in the future in future seasons that I didn't really like. It was like, hey, didn't you learn your lesson with Harry Tang? Like there, there has to be something, I guess. But like, I don't know. I'm just gonna say, yeah, Harry it's Tang, too much. Harry Tang, Harry Tang. <laughs> it, 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 does, it just feels like they're piling on when he has yeah. a villain to face at the buy more as well. Like it's, it's enough just to have to deal with whatever stupid thing Jeff and Lester did. Like that, that's, yeah. that's the happy place where this is kind of a break right. from the spy yeah. game and having these rivals and all that stuff. So, and Morgan thinking, and everybody, Morgan and Big Mike thinking, like, hey. Like, that's what Chuck's here to do. He's here to clean up our mess, and he's trying to, to balance it between the two. Yeah. Uh, like, whatever silly mess is at the buy more. You know, that's that's what always made it super light and super fun. Um, there's a million homages in, in all of these. I mean, it's rooted in pop culture. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, but it doesn't ever feel like, hey, remember this? <laughs> like, there's so many nostalgia uh, type things. Like, there's references and then there's like homages 
and then there's direct quotes that come from things. But one of the first ones that I saw was like uh, from the movie Out of Sight, uh, Jennifer Lopez and uh, George Clooney. Uh, one of the, the big scenes that everybody remembers is them being locked into the trunk of a car. And Chuck and Sarah have that um, while they're tied up in the trunk uh, on, on a mission. That's That was a really good one. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, Chuck wanting to date. Um, so, so Sarah and him are our boyfriend and girlfriend. That's their cover. Right. And so he, he starts digging her right away. Cause of course, why wouldn't he? Um, um, and so like he, he, he gets super complicated with these feelings, but that's what I love about Chuck is that he's, he's the, the guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. Like, yeah. uh, he's, he's a super easy hero to root for. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, and that's Casey gives him grief for, but mm. Sarah's always like talking about how good it is, like how refreshing and different it is. Cause like, she's just lived this whole spy life where you don't do that. And so Chuck's just so different. It, it really makes him stand apart in the midst of this like spy world too, that he's just open about, yeah, this is how I feel. And like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know, I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not gonna bury it beneath my super tough guy facade casey um yeah well and that's the exact type of person that she's probably met a million times the the meatheads or the jarheads like uh casey or like the meatheads like bryce or seemingly <laughs> meathead like we find out that he's a geek uh, later on but like i can imagine that the spy world is filled with a bunch of dudes that are just absolutely nothing like chuck you know so um, so Chuck starts dating Lou, played by Rachel Bilson. It complicates this cover with uh, Sarah. Um, they ultimately break up, um, and it—that one's rough. Like I like Rachel Bilson showing up. It was funny. Her character's uh-huh. kind of fun, and I get like she's there to make Sarah really face her feelings. I mean, that's right. like, the role mm-hmm. she really plays. That like mm-hmm. as soon as Sarah sees Chuck with someone else, it's like, oh wait, hold on, I do like this guy. So I mean. She's there for a purpose. Somebody has to be. But this is like the most ill-fated relationship ever. From, like from the get-go. There's just the like, get-go. there are like yeah. a million warning signs that you should both just like walk away. That this is a terrible <laughs> idea. And they keep trying it for two hours. It feels like more because. Doesn't it? It feels like you're just banging your head against the wall. Like, yeah. stop. Just stop trying. Stop trying. Stop yeah. with your imported salami and just, just give it up. <laughs> Imported your your illegal imported salami and cheeses. Yeah, um, the I I do love the episode where that ends, where they kiss because they think the bomb is going to kill them. Really kicks off the will they, won't they? I'm really interested to see. Like I know that we're starting with the first season. Like you, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but you gave me the half answer that I think that you were going to give. Like, what do you think of the Chuck Sarah relationship kind of throughout as it's really early on? You're like, is this going to be annoying? It it has the potential where you really think it is. And there's there's moments where it does get annoying um, because you're trying to throw some tension and some drama in there to keep things. And like, it, it gets a little annoying, but they, they give it up pretty quickly yeah. for the most part. Like, and it's not... As you get into later seasons, it's usually not, we're not going to be together. Like, it's not Ross and Rachel, okay? Like, it's not, <laughs> we don't hit those kinds for, of levels yes, or anything. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I need to deal with this before we can go to this next step. You know, like, I have mm-hmm. to rescue mm-hmm. your mom before we can get married or, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's dumb little things that just delay the relationship, not necessarily that end it. Yeah. So, 
it doesn't get to that Ryan, Marissa, or Ross, Rachel annoying level for sure. But yeah. it, it has its moments where it's like, okay, guys, if you wanted to drag this out, you should have dragged it out at the beginning a little more. Like, because like gotcha. I mean, Chuck, mm-hmm. Chuck falls hard. Yeah. Sarah jumps in. For, I mean, we're halfway through season one and it, we're already done. Like, they're going to be yeah. together. Like, um, so, I mean, overall, it's not bad. It's scoring the top, the, the upper half of TV relationships that you have to put up with through the course of a show because yeah. none of them are usually that good. It's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a Ted and Robin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I think Ryan Marissa trumps Ted and Robin. I think on, so. on being horrible. I think just, I think just Ted and Robin just last too much. Too much longer. They had too many, uh, too many uh, seasons of that show. Yeah. Well, and and when you're to trying to make to. supposedly make the show about his relationship with somebody else, and it's really about Robin, that that part's annoying. Yeah. And so at least this one's honest. Like this is about Chuck and Sarah. This is who's going to be together. This is what we're going for. Yeah. We'll get to how it ends when we get to the end. But. Yeah. Um, so the final episode. It, there's only 13 episodes. This was a mid uh, mid season edition to um, NBC that year. And I, I have to throw this in there because it's really stupid, but I had almost lost all of my faith in broadcast television because we, like, we had just started, um, or we got married and we were just like diving into a bunch of different series that had just started. This was all before Netflix. Like we literally had to go finish the Sopranos. It took us like two years to watch the Sopranos on uh, DVD because nobody wanted to return it to the local blockbuster. Now you can just watch <laughs> it in like three weeks if you want to on Netflix. Uh, so it kind of shows how, how old we are uh, since this is about uh, shoot 13 years, 13 years old. It was two, oh, 2007, sorry, 15 years. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, funny that we're at the 10th anniversary. So you know how we like to do uh, anniversaries. Yeah. This is the 10th anniversary of, of Chuck the show ending. ending. Yeah. <laughs> it shows occasionally. There's a few things that happen that yeah. you're just like, oh. And it was funny because when they'd pop up, it was like this odd reminder. Because most of it doesn't feel, it feels like it could be right now. Like the right. way they interact and stuff. Uh, as long as you don't pay attention to their hair, you don't know how old the show is most of the time <laughs> in the early seasons. We're gonna Actually, get into hair. I later. wrote down a note about how horrible Morgan and Chuck's hair is for the first couple seasons. Um, I love it. I love it. We're gonna get into. I want to give Chuck a haircut more than I want to give your son a haircut. Okay, that's. <laughs> so, um, so right around this time, uh, Alias is ending, which was a complete like build off of like a couple of first seasons, and then just a crash and burn in my mind. And we loved this movie or the show Love Monkey with the dude from Ed. Do you remember do you remember Ed? I remember um, Ed, vaguely, yeah, but I don't vaguely, remember Love Monkey. Right? It's like it was like this um he was like an exec an executive or a music producer and he was out there finding like the more like obscure like it was the it was the music he wanted to listen to. It was kind of like the jaded. It was basically the movie Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo uh and Kira Knightley for a an entire like uh tv season they canceled it and they were we were just like crushed and we were like this sucks why are we getting invested in like these shows that are just inevitably going to get canceled and so but we we just held on and we were just like okay we're just going to go for it with this one i don't care i don't care if it's gonna break my heart but um this final like episode chuck kind of hangs around um 
uh, uh, we find out, like you said, Chuck might not be able to hang around and be with his friends and his family. So, like, right at the end, we find out this bad, these bad guys called Fulcrum. Um, I kind of love, like, the Bond-esque, like, names, like Fulcrum and the Ring and other things yeah. like that for the bad guys. Uh, they're closing in on him. They're gaining on the intersect, but they are ultimately thwarted. So this this lady that just kind of comes out of nowhere, Lizzie, who's like supposed to be like the big bad of the episode, she comes into the buy more, and apparently she's just like really wanting to bring Chuck in because she doesn't call for backup or anybody. She just comes there with her team, and she's just like, I don't need anybody else. I'm just gonna get this guy and like take him back, and everything's gonna be fine. And she, it's like her downfall, you know. I, that I that was kind of one of my quibbles, like why didn't she just call in like this huge like band of agents that she has to like take down this intersect if it's so important, you know, yeah. but I don't know. That's, that's the only thing that I, that I really had, but um, uh, kind of wrapping up season one, uh, Chuck shows that he's an adept spy, although very unconventional, um, which is cool. And which is why I, I think like you were, you kind of mentioned it like in in future seasons it's like Casey and Sarah there to be the muscle right yeah he's supposed to be like the guy who thinks his way out of it he's and that's supposed why to be I, us like we're, yes. this is supposed to be like oh I you know if I just had this weird supercomputer in my head but like he's supposed to be the everyman kind of yeah. guy like just the normal dude and that kind of goes away and that that loses a little something it's kind of cool that he can flash and do that stuff later on but. It becomes more of a like, I have a superpower thing, like right. Than every man, so. And they try to give him guns, um, but he's very, <laughs> very much a Batman. Like, uh, I'm not going to kill anybody. Um, and then several people like throughout. I just love how like they just kind of sprinkle in enough of everybody's past to break up the main arc. Even in the first thirteen episodes of the the season, you can kind of see how they're going to to progress into the next season if we get there, um, and, and and whether or not they're going to take this intersect out of Chuck's head or put him in a cell and throw away the key. Uh, some of, some of my criticisms of the first season: uh, there are lots of awkward women fights in, in this <laughs> in the first season, <laughs> like, and and I'm not trying to be critical. Like in future seasons, they're excellent. But in the yes. first season, like they just could like, and Yvonne Strofsky is like athletic. She knows what she's doing, but it was just kind of like the weird staging. And they were just doing like these really like long shots where, and at the, in the other seasons, it's like they went to Steven Soderbergh school where they yes. just like throw the camera around and everything's super fast. And it, yeah. it, so it gives tell. more, yeah, it gives more realism to it. And it's just like, okay, you clean that up. Good job. Because that was super weird. You know, I mean, it's not, it's, it's TV, you know, it's not movies. It's not, they're not doing like wire foo or anything like that. It's not a matrix <laughs> or a star Wars movie. Like that's not yeah. what you came here for. Um, but I, I thought that that was something that they, that they did poorly in the first season and got better later. Yeah. Um, Sarah working at a place called Wienerlicious and like <laughs> running around in what amounts to like a St. Pauli girl, like oh. outfit, like Although, that's a bad uh, look. She, she was wearing clothes when she was working there, which did not happen quite enough other times. Like first season, yeah. especially it was like yeah. every excuse we can have to show Sarah changing clothes. Like, yeah, I was like, come on, we come can, on now. 
Can we move yeah. on? Let's go. That's, I get it. That's, that's one of the reasons that we didn't have Xavier watch through with us because he's 12. And I was just like, yeah. there's just too many like shots of Sarah walking around in her underwear. Like, yeah. And they make fun of it later on. But I was like, hey, you're, did you not realize they like, get the, the – okay, I get it. You're, you're trying to be a little – like wink wink nudge nudge they're making fun of the spy genre but also like you can do that with like i love the little and anytime anybody comes any of the women come into the buy more they do the um the up close 80s like fan blowing on their face shot <laughs> yes. like yeah and sometimes guys get it too yeah that's <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that you yes. can do with like hey this is a cheesy corny spy movie like austin powers kind of thing but yeah uh, so that's all I had for uh, for the rest of season one. And what did you have? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's pretty short. Like it was, it, yeah, it was funny because like we start watching, and it it took a few episodes to get the traction going. And then, like yep. I said, I texted you that one spot, and then it was like, all right, I'm in. This is fun. this is good. <laughs> they're they're a little self aware. They can make fun of themselves a little yeah. bit here, which is always a good thing. And then it was like, oh, that's the end of season one. Like just kind of like that, you're, yeah. you're done, and you see them get definitely start understanding that episodic thing like you were talking about like having that bigger arcing story gets much more clear in the later seasons like there's some bigger things that connect stuff from episode to episode um yeah i'm i'm a little better with some of that episodic stuff than you are and it would have been fun like still have those big things in the back but like i could have just used more like hey let's just send chuck sarah and casey on a mission and just, it doesn't just, have to do anything. Just let Chuck be funny, like yeah, and and let them let them have their interplay and their you know their chemistry show out the three of them, and throw some Morgan in there when he's back home. And I feel like that's what they did in five. Yeah, and I think that that's what they do in season five. But like they like had the second becomes, half of season five. Yeah. So I've got a couple of quotes here. Uh, one of my favorites is when like the stoner dude goes computer emergency whenever they like go backwards <laughs> on in the little mini Cooper. I love that like the the nerd herder is essentially like a mini Cooper like uh, like he's Jason Bourne. Um, and so they're going down the stairs backwards. Um, uh, I already did the Vicky Vale one, so I'm not going to do that again. Um, why are these people sleeping? Uh, Chuck looking at pictures of dead people, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> perfectly encapsulates his naivety. Um, hard to believe a girl, uh, that beautiful with a coal and that spastic, <laughs> Chuck talking about Sarah because uh, he's tried to like some of the cover, covers cover the for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> spastic colon. That's the first thing you thought of was spastic colon. Um, so I dropped this one at a work um, discussion the other day, and I got a bunch of crickets. So um, whenever they decide that the code word uh, for an emergency is pineapple, and somebody goes pineapple pineapple and then morgan and jeff are talking and he goes if you just keep saying it it loses all meaning and jeff goes i didn't say it chuck said it and so then morgan realizes like oh no it's an actual emergency we got to figure this stuff out i thought that casey was like a kendall down there um uh, <laughs> chuck at one point i can't like someone i tried to keep track of like where these all happen, but sometimes it's just funny. That was like if when it, his, if it does his, it. his love interest pops back up. And yes, so that's right. Like, that's right. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I never thought about Casey that way. One of the very prophetic things. I mean, we're in 2007, so it's pretty much getting there. But like, I love that uh, Bryce when he's at Stanford says it's 1999. The next millennium belongs to the geek. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just 
very perfect. Uh, the delivery in, in this is fantastic. Uh, Morgan says, Mind cheater, saw you. <laughs> when Chuck, Chuck goes, saw me what? Saw you what? Are you kidding me? Mind cheating with the broken phone girl. And why wouldn't you? Her hair looked like so much li like licorice. I want to chew on it till I make myself sick. <laughs> but you, well, gee whiz. Chuck, you already have hair to chew on. And that's just like... <laughs> That, that like, I, I, quite well. it, it really does. Like, I was just like, okay, I have to put this one in here because there's just too many. There's too many Morgan things that you can throw in there, but that one's just perfect. Lester uh, to Morgan, you're a disease. You've diseased this all. Me, Chuck, this guy. Like, they don't know. They, like, nobody knows who Casey is for the entire first season. Like, especially at the Buy More. They just kind of think he's just some some crazy dude that's uh, which he is um that just shows up and uh, starts working there and then the last one i have for season one does the name ilsa tranquina mean anything to you sugar bear in case he <laughs> grabs chuck and slams him against the wall you say that name ever again and i will end you not if you understand and chuck like bangs his head up against the wall nodding casey you're hurting the intersect uh i just uh, i love any time uh Casey says, I will end you. He says it a couple of times throughout the, uh, throughout the series. Yeah. Very quick favorite music from this scene, uh, from this season, uh, the general specific band of horses, Josh Swartz and Chris Fiedek love band of horses. They, they put like of, of anybody else in this, uh, they put band of horses, uh, in their short skirt and the long jacket, uh, the opening by cake. Um, I think you and I talked about that, that it's probably like, the first time you watch it, like normally you would skip through like a uh, um, by the time that you're getting into like the third, fourth and fifth season, you're just like, this is over with. Like, I, I hate this, uh, this intro, intro song, music, but, no. but it's fantastic. I, I think after the fourth time we watched it all the way through. Like and every once in a while, I'll just be like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to the intro song to this, this time. <laughs> Uh, like told. it doesn't get old. Um, so I, I, they start using a lot of pop music at the very beginning, and then they start kind of faded out in seasons four and five. Um, so they buy notes. It takes two. Rob Bass and TJ Easy Rock. Don't look back in anger by Oasis plays a big part in uh, one of in the Stanford episode. Man Eater by Hall. They love Hall and Oates. <laughs> There's a lot of Hall and Oates in here. Uh, Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis, Toxic by Britney Spears. Um, that one's a little too nose. Um, and then No One's Gonna Love You uh, by Band of Horses. So those were my favorite ones. So that's for all you music geeks out there. If you're looking for some some good stuff, um, well, there's more to come as, as we go through it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to season two. Uh, we've still got uh, Chuck there, Sarah there. We already talked about all of the people that are there. Anna this, Wu. This is the year of the guest star. Yes, it like, is. Like more than any other season, this is the oh, one yeah. where it's like, okay, we, we must have hit a good nerve because people mm. are willing to be on this show now. Like Right. Uh, and Anna Anna goes from kind of a guest star to a regular on this one. Her and Morgan start dating at the end of the first season, right? If I've yeah. got my timelines correct. And so she she hits into some more of these things. But you're right, guest stars. We've got Jordana Brewster is Jill Roberts, uh, Chuck's girlfriend from college. 
Ben Savage and Nicole Richie play high school uh, friends of Sarah's. Um, Sasha Banachek is played by Melinda Clark. Oh, Melinda Clark made it into the second season. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, John Larroquette plays like this smooth talking, um, <laughs> like super sexy, uh, named Roan Montgomery. Jack Burton, uh, who who's played by Gary Cole, um, Sarah's dad, is probably the best piece of casting in like that's not a regular in this whole series. It's it's I it'd think. be a toss up for him between him and I don't know. I love Scott Bakula. As oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. You're so right. It depends you're if right. you're gonna, how you're going to count. But I retract they're, my statement. It's they're it's pretty very even. Close. Yeah, they're even. I, yeah. That's it's good stuff. Yeah. So I mean, you find out a lot about Sarah in this particular season and her sleazy dad, who's basically like Gary Cole plays Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega Nights, and he's basically playing the same guy. Same guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe so it's, maybe it's he is awesome. the same guy. Ooh, Ricky Bobby and Sarah are siblings. Oh, <laughs> with that That's guy, we need, we need to add some shake and bake to the show, right. and then we'll be good. I've got uh, Reginald Bell Johnson. I'm so in. glad you put him down as a guest star because I'm like that counts. <laughs> it when totally Carl counts. Winslow shows up, it counts. We're gonna get into more Die Hard as a Christmas movie as nope. we get into this. Yep, we are. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, Michael Rooker, uh, before he made it uh, big as um, uh, Yondu, uh, shows up as like just a bit part in uh, at the. I blew my kids' mind when I told them that was yep. Yondu. <laughs> they happened to walk in for that. I was like, you guys see him? Yeah, yeah. That's Yondu. That's Yondu. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Um, we've got Dominic Monaghan, who uh, getting typecast uh, post Lord of the Rings all over the place <laughs> as the as the as the rock star, um, as as he went on to do in Lost as well, and then Andy Richter, Arnold Vaslu, who plays the mummy from the the non Tom Cruise mummy, um, Jensen from Iron Man. I didn't even write his name down. I just said Jensen from Iron Man. That's who he is. Uh, Trisha Helfner who was uh, six in uh, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, just throwing all these nerd things in there. I mean, too, right? and, and Michael Strahan and Jerome Bettis have their own right? spins on this show, yep. which are both fun. You didn't uh, get to the, maybe the biggest name at the end I, of the I, season. I've got, I've oh, okay. got, I've got two going. more, and I think that that's what you I'm were sure going to talk about. One. It's uh, Scott Bakula as uh, Orion, or Steve Bartowski, Chuck's dad, and then Chevy Chase as his, like um nemesis who stole all of his ideas a la the coach in uh it's kind of like i don't think that steve jobs and bill gates are like that but it's like if like i thought it was like, like seth green's roommate in the italian job that stole napster from oh there you oh, go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a much better one i was gonna go with the water boy where the uh where Henry Winkler gets all of his plays stolen by uh, the the other the other coach that wins all the national championships. Well, and you met Michael Clark Duncan is like the very oh, first scene that's in the right. in all of season two. It just starts off and Michael Clark Duncan's holding Chuck over a ledge. That's I mean, right. Like, and I right it. away you just know. All right, they're getting like people I actually know to show no. up and be yep. guest stars. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've caught on to something. So. Yeah, the new season establishes even more of the Bymore staff. You can kind of start to see that it's it's going to be like a main cast rather than 
them being like more recurring characters like it like i said like jeff and lester big mike like they're pretty much in it from here on out like as main characters um morgan also like he kind of floats in between those those two areas but um as you would imagine like you're going to get that full slate of network um 22 episodes rather than the 13 so you got to pad some of this stuff out but it doesn't ever feel like it's padding until we get into late season four and and into season five you know they do a good job of um not burning some of their their good characters like uh that was kind of what i was alluding to in uh season one with josh schwartz it seems like he learned a lot of lessons we talked about like hey why does anna just like get bounced super quick and then um what's the other guy's dad uh, luke yeah. luke get bounced super early like he kind of figured out okay i need to i need to figure out like let's give them a little bit of an arc and kind of keep them around a little bit longer instead of uh oh I don't know what to do. This person, they they move or they get killed off. Yeah. So uh, they they get castle as a meeting place underneath the Bymore instead of like we forgot to mention that Harry just walks in on them having like a super secret spy meeting with Beckham Beckman on the on the <laughs> yeah. on the TV and that's like why the, he gets in booted. the home theater room. <laughs> right. Like they just they just like pull the curtains around the home theater room and that's their right. secret base in the first season. Yeah. It, right. It was, it was rough. Yeah, so they they go downstairs to Castle, uh, and then Wienerlicious turns into Orange Orange, uh, which I think is hilarious um, as the Froyo <laughs> place where Sarah works. Um, and we we start out the the first episode with a bang where like we narrowly escape Casey having to kill Chuck, and and part of it's like, oh, we're back to this again. Yeah, that was like. You start the season with this whole premise of Chuck no longer being the intersect. And you're like, then what's the show about? Like, if you take this away, especially if you do it this way, this Mm -hmm. quick, like, then what are we doing? Like, yeah, it uh, seemed like I I was really worried. Like back then, um, I was just like, oh, no, did they did they come back and they have nothing to do? Because like this show was on the bubble. We should probably talk about it now. This show was on the bubble. And uh there was like a subway reference in like one of the seasons <laughs> and they like, everybody was like, we're going to save Chuck. Like there was like a big online petition to save it. And the, everybody went to subway and said like, Hey subway, like we're going to subway to like help save Chuck. So like, and so they just put, kept putting more and more subway into it. So like, it's like, <laughs> product placement marathon like it's right. ridiculous and 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 later on like they have like a sebring commercial essentially like <laughs> the subway stuff is just hilarious like it it's, becomes so ridiculous that it actually gets funny where you're right. just like this is so blatant and nobody cares we're just blatantly right. gonna be like i want a six inch da, 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 from subway with like i mean he's just giving his order verbatim like every detail <laughs> so that you know hey that right. must be the new sandwich at subway at that point in time right yeah, it's like the Happy Gilmore. I get a cold cut combo every day to keep me strong. Uh, Nobody hits it off a golf tee into someone's mouth. It's though, true. So That's the only. It's difference. not even the most ridiculous subway. That is a conversation. Which 
which products have the worst product placement that's just over the top like subway Ooh. wins right like, so yeah yeah this one this one, it like they they winner. sprinkle they, they sprinkle a couple of different things in there to kind of help pay the bills but like you said like you said it's so over with the the subway stuff that it's it's wink wink nudge nudge but um so we've got roan montgomery coming in there teaching uh chuck to be um the super sexy spy because he has to on uh one of these missions i'm gonna throw in one of my uh one of my quotes already uh because it's just too good to uh to to pass up the chance and he goes don't you find he asks well kiss agent walker just just kiss her right now and he and he goes, no, I'm, I'm okay. And he goes, don't you find Agent Walker attractive? And he goes, of course I find her attractive. It's just that I had a burrito earlier and I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> just those little lines like that just like kept me coming back for more. We mentioned uh, Melinda Clark showing up uh, in that particular episode. Um, Bryce keeps showing back up yes. to, make, to make things lame in the will they, won't they front. And it just needs to stop. And in yeah. It, it kind of does. He shows up but one more time after this. Um, but yeah, I just noticed that. Like, it's super early on. It's just like, hey, man, we just resolved this, like, at the end of season one. Like, like don't we you don't have need a new to go idea, back to the well. at least, of how, yeah. to, how mm-hmm. to throw a wrench in this. But they bring um, Tony Hale uh, from uh, Arrested Development, um, Emmett LaBarge. Um, he's the new Harry Tang replacement. He's just as annoying. I can't, like, I mean, they finally, like, He's at least a little more diabolical. Like Harry Tang is yeah. just like, I'm just going to come talk trash to you, but I can't actually do anything. Right. Like he's all bark and no bite. And, and Emmett at least has a little bit of bite. Yeah. Um, and a very unceremonious ending. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that one. That's, that's like the first episode of season three, right? I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, I love the Missile Command episode where it's set to Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Um, we find out that Jeff is a former Miskel Man champ. It's so Ready Player One. It's not even funny, like like everything about it. Like it's just it's 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 a very good. Like if I were to be like, hey, I want you to watch Chuck, and then be like, hey, can you pick a random episode that'll like kind of hit on everything that why why it works, like and not really bog them down in like any of like the ring fulcrum like whatever. Like that would be like a perfect episode to be like, hey, if you like this, like you you would like to watch this season. Yeah. Um, Although it's you, terrifying putting the fate of the world in Jeff's hands. Um, that, that, that's, ab- that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this a little bit, but I'd like to kind of stop here for a second. Chuck's hair is epically awful in season two. Epically, you think it uh, you think it's bad in season one, and you're <laughs> looking at it like man this guy needs a haircut and then he shows up for season two and he wished season one hair would come back right it's so bad it's like a it's like a literally helmet hair like they just like smashed down his hair like onto his head as like hey anything's got to look better from season one no no you went you went the completely opposite way of where you should have you made it worse so, yeah although we live in a world where i have to walk around and see mullets every day now on teenagers so we just don't know what we're doing as it's, a human race. It's true. But back in 08, I'm pretty sure that people still had better hair than what Chuck was rocking here. I don't know, man. I You I, mentioned that Morgan had some pretty awful hair, too. Morgan's was rough. Like, season three, Morgan shows up, and you're like, oh, my gosh, Morgan finally got a haircut. and looks like... Oh, that's right, because he had, like, the shaggy do. He had the I, super I keep, shaggy yeah. do. And then mm-hmm. by, 
by season three is when the faux hawk shows up. That's right. Like, okay, yeah. this fits you. you. Yep. It works. Yeah. But yeah, before that is is rough. Uh, Jeff and Lester start like actually paying attention and find out that Casey is keeping too close of a tab on Chuck. And then he's like a super stalker. They're like, hey, I know stalkers. <laughs> like, like, of anything, Jeff and Lester always cross the line in this show. And you're just like, why am I laughing at this? This is not, this is these not funny. These guys are horrible. Yeah, why these am guys I laughing, are horrible. But you can't yeah. help yourself. Yeah. I, how, how have they not been arrested or killed? Right. Or right. like, if anyone should be thrown in a secret bunker and the key right. thrown away, it's Jeff and mm-hmm. Lester. But yeah. somehow they're still out in the world terrorizing right. people. Uh, so one of the big stories in this season is Jill makes several ep- uh, appearances. Chuck falls in love with her again. And of course, she turns out to be a fulcrum agent. Did you see right through it? Oh, yeah. Like, there's yeah. something off with her the whole time. Yeah. Not to mention yeah. the fact that why is Jordana Brewster interested in Chuck? Like, you're just like, this. no, there's something else going on here. This can't. This can't be so well. Well, as uh, as uh, Lester says uh, a little bit later, and when uh, Kristen Kruk shows up, uh, Lana Lang, uh, for those of you that uh, I didn't hear me butcher her name, Chuck is the greatest lady killer Burbank has ever seen. Like, <laughs> like it's like he's true, it's like he has like uh, Sarah, Lou, um, uh, Jill probably shows up at the buy more. And then uh, Hannah, and they're just like, dude, how does he keep like dating all of these like smoke shows? And he's chilling, like he he lives in his sister's like apartment yeah. and works at the Buy More. Like, yeah, we get uh, like Ch- Chuck, of course, can't stop trusting people that he shouldn't, and it's very evident in the Jill storyline. But it also is what makes him great, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's just his his love for people which is like a great overarching thing that you can kind of like pull out a lot of a lot of good uh metaphors and illustrations and stuff like that uh like he's surrounded by all these people that are just never trust anybody especially like sarah as you continue to go through her story you see a little bit more of the at least there's a why behind the will they won't they you know like yes. she has some severe hang-ups and like trust issues that that kind of uh that hinder that as you go through the the process so i really love casey's kill bill montage um <laughs> and that they bring in um uh dixon from alias um uh, as, as his sensei yeah that was that was a that was an awesome callback and we already mentioned Sarah's dad, Jack Burton. He's just a con man, which is it's why. so perfect. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it, it is filler episodes, but it's such a good, it, they're good character building moments. Like we well, and like you said, about. it helps explain some of the will they, won't they. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's some actual explanation behind why this relationship isn't like just fully solid moving forward. Right. It, it, it maintains some of that tension, but does it in an actual like real way. That makes some mm-hmm. sense, not just a stupid way like most shows where, oh, we're just going to throw some drama at you. I mean, right. it does that a little with, hey, here's the ex-girlfriend's going to show up. And then in yeah. walks Teresa right before Ryan and Marissa. Oh, sorry, wrong show. Um, <laughs> in walks. Um, I mean, that's a classic one, but it, it's short-lived and most of the other stuff makes a lot more sense. So. Yeah. No, um, they really love the Christmas episodes, which is, of course, a callback to OC. Uh, we don't have anything quite as good as Chrismica. There's no Chrismica, which is kind of right. unfortunate because I think Morgan could do some amazing things with Chrismica. 
Right. And you throw in a little Jeff and Lester on the side. And, right. And we could have some some epic stuff. We need to get all four of them together. Like, yeah. That's add Seth Cohen to the mix and we got ourselves. Just let Seth Cohen come work at the Buy More and just do that show. I thought that I couldn't believe that they just didn't get him in there ever. That's at probably because is this like the like he's in Mr. and Mrs. Smith phase of his career where like he gets like the bit yeah. part in the big movie and so right. he's probably like I don't want to go do this TV show he's, I'm trying to yeah, move up kinda... and then what was the other one like in the Land of Women or something that he like was, yep mm-hmm. it was just not a good movie right um, and it flamed out for him pretty quick yeah if they would have waited for like. Maybe by the end he would have been, but it was it was too late to bring in Adam Brody by season five. But this yeah. was gone for it. That's all right. So, we get Adam Brody and Zachary Levi hanging out in uh, in Shazam, so it's all good. There you go. Uh, the so the Christmas episode uh, is an homage to Die Hard. Yeah, you heard that right, Die Hard, uh, the Chris the Christmas movie. Um, we've got Reginald Bell Johnson showing up. Um, and Michael Rooker comes in as a guest star as a fulcrum agent. Sarah has to kill him at the end, prompting some really weird forced drama between her and Chuck, right? She was a killer before, continues to be, and he's surprised when he sees it up close. And super it doesn't last weird, very long, right? Like, you get why right. it bothers him, yeah. sort of, but it shouldn't. And then it just kind of goes without much of an ex like. It was kind of a weak conclusion, too. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we're just going to move on. Your eyes are really pretty. I'm going to forget that I care. The thing that I, I will credit Chuck with is when they see that something doesn't work, they just toss it away and move yeah. on, you know, instead of, like, belaboring it. Like, some people would be like, oh, I hate that really half of that season where they just stayed on that too long. Like, they can kind of see it as they're, like, working through it. Like, hey, we taped this. We went through all of the like you know what that didn't work that doesn't make sense let's just keep it going like change something else like they're not too they're not they're not afraid to just kind of move on to something else and kind of give themselves a get out of jail free card you know so i don't know the stepford wives fulcrum neighborhood was like kind of a a little (laughs) it was kind of a, a funny little episodic thing but like the end's so dumb like why can't they just not close their eyes they don't need any like sunglasses like you just close your eyes and it doesn't work it doesn't work like i just I'm just like whatever okay uh jester makes their first appearance yeah africa africa by toto so you so you, I'm, I'm taking it that you love yourself some jester okay. i just jester was fun it's okay so ridiculous that it's awesome Right. But. Things really heat up in the last four episodes of the season. Scott Bakula is introduced as Chuck's dad. He built the intersect. We find out that everything is it's a little Skywalker-esque. Like everything happens for a reason. Chuck was like supposed to uh, uh he wasn't supposed to be drawn into this, but of course has uh, because Bryce uh, is Bryce <laughs> continues to do Bryce things. <laughs> um, he obviously has a checkered past, which uh, Chevy chases Ted Rourke. We talked about that at the beginning uh, with the guest stars. Devin is the first person in his family and his friends that finds out that he's a spy, that finds out that Chuck is a spy, which is pretty fun and pretty cool because awesome comes. Uh, we, we haven't really talked a lot about awesome. Cause I've kind of oh. been tiptoeing around Ellie because I know that you don't like her character. <laughs> It's okay. I like not liking her character. We can talk um, about it all you want. Awesome is like a perfect way of just like showing like 
just give somebody a little bit of a morsel like each and every time and when they start knocking out of the park just give them a little bit more like he's like uh um he's like jordan Poole. like you just give him a little bit more responsibility (laughs) and he's like you know i can shoulder the scoring load i I can do this a little bit more by the by the end he's like in everything like yeah. he's like him he's constantly in season it, one know? i'm pretty sure he just showed up for an audition they said hey lift up your shirt and let us see your abs okay you right? got the part that's all we need from you just show up like that yeah. be able he to literally... memorize like two lines yep and you're good and he, he comes in fresh off of a bike ride he's sweaty he says awesome gives people high fives and hugs group hug awesome you know like stuff like yeah. that yeah it's just uh, funny but like it, it was a I thought it was a perfect way to introduce somebody that like a little bit of lower stakes, you know, obviously it's like his brother-in-law and like he can, he can hold the secret. Um, but it just kind of kicks off some more of that stuff, but also like worries you about it. It's like, uh Oh, how's the rest of this going to go? Like if he gets more, more people involved in his spy life, it's going to get harder and harder. Right. You're just dying for Morgan to know the whole time. Like that's absolutely, the yeah. Like is season two the one where Morgan and Ellie start having their like little team up because they figure like they know something's up with Chuck, and so they kind of start trying to figure it out. Is that season? It's two? in season three, that's which is like three? every time I rewatch it, I'm like, dang, it takes them forever to figure it out. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's like these two people like love Chuck to an incredibly creepy like level, and like. I think that they probably should have like at least had that like they're they're talking and comparing notes discussion and then like everyone's kind of sweeping things under the rug and then well, they kind of figure it out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well Morgan's clearly got some head injuries in his past, so you can excuse <laughs> him a little. He's not at Jeff Lester level or anything, but right. like he's he's not sleeping uh, in his van. Not, with... Yeah, he's not inhaling toxic emissions every night. <laughs> um and Ellie's just distracted by Awesome's abs every day. So she forgets everything every it's night true. and just goes, Oh, hi, and, and everything goes away. So um as they round out the the rest of this uh, this season, Chuck and Sarah finally show each other how they feel in the motel uh, when they're on the lam. Um, set to Bon Bon Iver, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, that's going to be in the the music uh, portion of it. I find it hilarious that Morgan's dream was to be a Benihana chef in Hawaii. I love like. I'm glad that Morgan comes back. Like I'm glad we don't go on without Morgan because Chuck yeah. and Morgan are. One of my favorite parts. I was but that really would have been worried. such a good ending for a character. Like if you are going to send someone off, like they yeah. did that one well. Yeah. Where like I felt good about Morgan. Like he's grown up and he's going to step into this. And even though it's weird, the, the whole Biniana chef thing's funny. Um. And so, but it was one of those. Uh, it's just a normal. I was about to say this is a Josh Schwartz move. This is just a TV move. We're like we're yeah. going to do something at the end of the season, and then we're going to spend the first episode of the next season undoing everything we did. Um, correct yeah but not like a I fight did. club actually there is a fight club <laughs> there's a fight club <laughs> dang it okay uh, i like this fight club more than that uh, the oc fight club it's yes. over a lot faster yeah um, I-, I love at the end of this uh kind of the last two episodes they, they start packing a lot of things in there one of them is the the, the quintessential chuck stay in the car Chuck never stays in the car. He never. always gets out of the car. And uh, you really start to see some of the the ambition meeting the, no, we have a budget. 
with like the airstrike at the end of uh, <laughs> of this of this one as they're finishing up and and Rourke loses, they win, they get Steve Bartowski out of uh, kind of the end of that, and then and then of course like the wedding you don't really see like a whole lot of budget with that. That's just kind of blowing some stuff up, but yeah. that was kind of a, a weird one. Uh, Jeffster Jeffster comes in and saves the day with Mr. Roboto. <laughs> Which le- which leads to one of my um, other um, other favorite quote. C- Captain Awesome's dad <laughs> goes, "Why are you letting Sam Kinison and an Indian lesbian wreck your wedding?" <laughs> I love that you knew exactly which one I was. I knew exactly what was coming. <laughs> uh, so oh. it was kind of a they're they're keeping the stakes high. Always managed to get out. Um, in in the right amount of time and in the right way right i I feel like if season two ends there minus like bryce and and chuck because of course chuck gets the intersect 2.0 it kind of feels like you're you're going out on a high note like a move or a a show that is always on the cut like yeah it feels does it does it feel like watching this like each second season. season yeah okay um the third one less so um the first two, I mean, the first one a little bit. The second one definitely does. Like, especially yeah. the Morgan thing. Like, because, right. like, all right, mm-hmm. if you're sending Morgan away, the show's over. Like, right. you, can't, you can't think you're coming back without Morgan. Um, And so, yeah, big time there. And, and and the way they did things with Chuck, like, it was a ni- it had a nice bow wrapped on it by the end of season two where you're like, okay, they think they're walking away. They're not sure if they're coming back. So they're still, like. And they still, just like, kind of attack that, that 2.0 on the yeah. end. Right. I love Morgan's hiring method where he just creates Thunderdome in the back of the Viborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Jeff and Lutz are like, it's just, it's just insane. It's just insane. Um, did you guys have a Thunderdome in the back of the Blockbuster that we didn't know about where you guys had, had fights like this? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. That would have been fun. Emmett did scare me a little bit. There was some stuff with Bymore in the second season that started to feel a little bit Office-esque occasionally. Like, we were starting to venture more into that, and it was like, did Troy trick me into watching The Office here? And this is gonna, like, we're going to skip the spy stuff and move it, and then it it, it backed away quickly. Um, I so love it, how much you commit to hating workplace comedies. I don't understand them, so they're not funny. I talk to myself in the mirror when I have a staff meeting, okay? I don't understand workplaces. Sarah's dad is really funny. It does crack me up, though. Like, what kind of vetting process did they go through to make Sarah an, a seek an agent to begin with? Because, like, I've had a... Like, you work for the government, and right. you're not even in anything, like, top secret or dangerous or anything like that. And yet, Clear red flags all the way across, but it, it was almost like, hey... Like the only place that you could possibly do that for is the CIA, CIA, where they they feel like, I mean, it's the typical like loner. We can burn you whenever we can walk away at, at any point True. in time. You know, it was just a little it's bit like, um, yeah. I've I've taken the grillings for my friends to have government jobs, and right. who, who what did they do when they hired Sarah? Um, do you think this person would like to overthrow the government? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Oh. Um, like you said, you mentioned Jester. I've had that down with with exclamation points behind it. The Jester. Yes. I, I really love Scott Bakula as Chuck's dad. Mm, like, he just mm-hmm. worked on on lots of levels. Um, his character's really fun. And it fits. Like, I believe that this could be his dad. 
right? I always enjoy that. Like there's times where somebody shows up and they're supposed to be someone's parent and you're like, there's nothing. I, I, these two have nothing in common, look nothing. Like there's nothing about them that says to me, parent and child. But Scott Bakula and Zachary Levi on this show, yeah. it works. It works. I love um, when he when he tells him Ace is Charles. Like you can like you just feel like the 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 little shorthand that they have is yes. just so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk Intersect 2.0 adding all the like ninja skills. It just it's kind of cool, but I'm sitting there going, this doesn't make sense. Like I, just because I that's, know that's coming up in season three, right? Yeah. Like it happens right at the end of season end two. End of season two. Yeah. Where he gets it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, guys, I know Kung Fu. And like, this it, it's not the Matrix. Like, right. you're not, you're in the real world. Like, yeah. you, how do you, just because your brain knows it doesn't mean your muscles can do that. Like, I know how to do plenty of things. That doesn't mean my 40 uh, year old uh, overweight body can do them anymore. I mean, that, like, my brain does not have the power to change my muscles. Sorry. Right. Um, so that part remains rough through the next season. But, like, you get the taste of it there. And it's just kind of like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And it, it works out okay. Like, yeah. but it's not as much fun. Um, it loses a little something when Chuck can take care of himself. I, I fully agree. I felt like that in the, 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 the years have been kind to it. But I remember, like... Because, of course, we watch this and we're like, all right, we got to wait like another six months for the oh. next season to start. And I'm just like, I don't know how they're going to do this. Like, that looked goofy, you know? So, yeah. It didn't have as much. And we're fighting Fulcrum this whole time. And it was a little yeah. more of just, here's this thing that happened this episode. And it doesn't build as much. Like, you're, you're getting to know Orion and it's cool that that ends up being his dad. And you yeah. can kind of see, like, you could start to see something that you're like, hold mm-hmm. on. Like, this seems... That was that part was really good, and then the the rest of the season seemed to have a better. They get a better grasp on like here's the story we're telling for the whole season, right? Um, and season two was still figuring that out a little bit, I think. But, yeah, they were kind of playing it by ear continuously and trying to throwing it all against the wall and seeing what's sticking. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my favorite quotes: Chuck, stay in the car, Sarah and Casey. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes, uh, when uh, Chuck, uh, when Devin finds out, I need you to be awesome. Can you be awesome? (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Chuck to Forrest and Casey. Wow, you two are a match made in a very frightening part of heaven. (laughs) Chuck gives Casey a hug and he says, see, Casey, guys can hug. And he says, not if they don't have their man parts. (laughs) I already talked about the Sam Kinison. (laughs) Quote. What do you call your move anyway? Casey asked Chuck. And he goes, What move? And he goes, The girly pose I saw you in. What do you call that? And he goes, Oh, the Morgan? And Sarah <laughs> goes, The Morgan? Yeah, he invented it in high school when girls were beating him up. You kind of duck a little bit, protect the important, you know, your face in the gestures it is growing. <laughs> I forgot about the Morgan. Uh, the Morgan. So good. All right, we're going to blaze through music. Skinny Love by Bon Iver. Awesome. Uh, bon Iver is the second most used uh, uh, artist compared to Band of Horses. Blood Bank, Bon Iver. Creature Fear, Bon Iver. Um, we've got music from the Franz Ferdinand, The Hives, Block Party, National. Uh, now we can see The Thermals, Three Rounds in a Sound, Blind Pilot, uh, Christmas TV uh, by Slow Club. 
and the entire track list of the reunion episode hits just a little too close to home because it's like every song from our <laughs> like because <laughs> like, you were only a year behind me i mean yeah. ch- and tub thumping like all those like you're just like oh my gosh stop this stop this now it doesn't stop help it. that ben savage is there for that episode either, right so you're exactly just like, boy meets hey, world, boy meets like, world. Yeah. i'm 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 there again so right so all right let's just jump into season three um uh, we've got we've got oh you you already I got hate it. hate the beginning of the season hate all right. it they hated it. So we've got Chuck. I hate it more than Ellie. They 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 hated it. <laughs> Whenever season three came out, they hated it. <laughs> we've got Chuck, Sarah, John Casey, uh, Ellie coming back. Awesome. Morgan, Jeff, Jeffster, Big Mike. I think this is when Big Mike takes like a big like time off, uh, even though he comes back uh, kind of at the, the bookends. They just don't know what to do with him. Uh, Beckman's still there. Shaw shows up, which is probably yeah. uh, it's it definitely uh, a, a, that's uh, the big thing. That's season. the big thing. Um, Alex McHugh um, comes in at the very end um, as one of the guest stars, uh, played by McKenna Melvin, and that's uh, John Casey's daughter. Uh, we've got Hannah, uh, the aforementioned Christian Crook. Uh, Steve Austin plays an awesome bad guy named Hugo <laughs> Panzer, which is a, a great bad guy name. Fantastic bad guy. Uh, Swoozy Kurtz and Fred Willard play like this old like CIA couple. Oh, and, hysterical. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, he of uh, Doc Brown from uh, uh, Back, Back to, to the, the future, future, plays a CIA psychiatrist. So he's a doctor. So, yeah, that's a little little... Uh, throwback there um season two ends with uh uh, we forgot to mention sarah takes off with bryce uh for uh the washington uh intersect project right because that's why um oh no 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 season three starts off she stays she's gonna leave with bryce that's right she decides to stay so you think all right chuck and sarah are good yeah and then you jump into season three and Chuck this and Sarah is, are not this good. This is why we ha- I have it. I just have it too far down. I, got, I waited too long to get to that point. They do the thing where you mess stuff up and then have to fix it, except they do it all in the same episode. They don't even give me the, all right, we messed it up at the end of last season. Now we're going to just turn around and fix it. No, no. You give me the problem and the solution in the same episode just to create <laughs> drama. Like this dumb, oh, I have the intersect now. Sarah wants me to leave the spy life and run away, but I'm going to say no because I want to be a real spy. Yeah. What? So dumb. So um, dumb. That literally word for word what I had. It's just so contrived. It's so contrived. And so and then it all falls apart because you can't do it. Right. Um, especially now without Sarah and Casey. Because like that's the whole mm-hmm. point. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're awesome together as with a team. Them, yep. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it without them. Um, and so then he gets fired and lays on the couch eating cheese balls, growing this beard, which that that stuff was okay, but like it was just still it was it was based off this whole contrived drama thing that we added yeah i mean um i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out a little bit here have you ever watched the big lebowski i yeah no actually i never have watched big lebowski so it's an homage yeah so it's an homage to the big lebowski like him sitting on the on the couch the beard the 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 flippers yeah it's hilarious when he goes into the buy more to buy more cheese balls balls. that scene's great (laughs) don't get me wrong there's funny stuff in the midst of it right but But, right you're you're correct and and, i mean there are so many different ways to get 
that point across, right? Yes. It's like, I get what you were doing. You were showing that no one person is greater than the than the team. Uh, I was just listening to the JJ Reddick podcast um, uh, with uh, Draymond Green. And he asked him, hey, do you think that you, Steph, and Clay, like, all would have, like, if you didn't get drafted by the Warriors, like, would your careers be be different? He's like, of course they would. Like, but I would, I think I would go do something and be really good somewhere else. And those guys would have been great there. But the three of us together is what makes it special. And I mean, yeah. I'm sure you could think the, I mean, you think of the other uh, big threes, like uh, Duncan, uh, Ginobili and Parker and all those things. Like it, the it never worked when it was. The big three yeah. is not the, not the forced ones, <laughs> right? <laughs> So those types of things, I mean, you're getting that same point across, but it, it just, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this same guy, that was a little Ross and Rachel-esque. That, that's yes. like, that's like you're well, changing it just feels who out the of character, character is. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something Chuck would do. Yeah. Chuck would totally just walk away and be like, sweet, I'm going to go be with Sarah and hang out with my friends and forget right. the CIA. And it's this weird, like, yeah. And, and it just yeah, it totally goes against his character. So, and then you spend the whole season trying to like fix it, basically, um, right? Because of course she's she's super mad, and and that's where that's where I think they they elongate like the time that they can use to do the will they want they, and that's the that's the only one that really ever makes yeah. me mad. This is know? the only one that's yeah super aggravating yeah. and just seems stupid. So yeah, well then you throw some Shaw into that one too. And just so not. let's get into that. Let's get okay. into that. Okay. Uh, Chuck finally has some good hair again. Yes. It's yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're good. Morgan's got the hawk rocking by now. Yeah. yeah. We're good from here on out. Nice little like changes four and five. I mean, he gets a little bit older. He gets a little yeah. bit like less uh, uh, adventurous with his hair. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, Emmett gets it in the first episode. I had it in my notes. He mouths off to a killer that's at the buy more looking for Chuck. Just gets one in the eye and we were just like, whoa. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it's that moment where like you're just, you would in real life, you're thinking to yourself in real life, the assassin would just shoot this guy for acting this way. And right. Then he actually, actually does it. Does it. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, I'm kind of shocked that what I think should actually happen, happened. Um, right. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, in that, like, Emmett was a, a, a dirt bag and, like, yeah. like real-life things check out. Like, you teach your kids, like, hey, don't mouth off to people that just look – just don't mouth off to people, period. You never yeah. know when somebody's going to, like, pop you upside the head or, like, just take you out, you know? Just stupid stuff. So, Corinna returns, and she's with uh, Vinnie Jones, uh, who's in – million guy Richie movies and all kinds of stuff and him calling her schmoopsy over and over and over again <laughs> was hilarious. Schmoopsy. Um I also love uh I mentioned this in what what show were we watch or what what show were we talking about? I mentioned Fernando in um he he was in a he was a recognize my face in one of the movies that we watched pretty or we did pretty recently. But I love the brown fro and the red fro as the long-term uh, buy more crew, like Lester and Jeff's like uh, band of, of dudes that are just sitting in the background of shots. Yeah. So, uh, and you can tell that they're starting to do it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Cause some of these exterior shots look so bad. 
like the train station in Prague, and oh, even oh. the buy more, the buy more. Like it, it was just like a like they had just plastered over like a big box store, and then all of a sudden it's like a digital store. Like whenever they do the, uh, the outside shot, the outside shot, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, we end up going to Costa Gravas with uh, with basically the whole crew. And uh, Casey's known as Angel de la Muerte. It's one of the greatest nicknames ever. <laughs> the how, Angel of how Death. How is there not like a professional wrestler or an athlete trying right. to pull off this nickname? Right. Uh, Someone tell Patrick like, Beverly. He'll he'll take it up <laughs> right away. Right. <laughs> we have the Buy More Fight Club. And in the same episode, we're introduced to Shaw, who's played by Brandon Routh, who obviously has, has uh, he was in the the failed uh, Superman reboot, um, Superman Returns, but it wasn't necessarily his fault. I really liked him as um, the Atom in Arrow and um, Legends of Tomorrow. And Legends of Tomorrow, but that comes way after this because I was just like, man, every time I see him, I think of Shaw. And I'm just like, it was a testament to how well they wrote him in Arrow and uh, Legends of Tomorrow that like I could get over all of the shawness <laughs> of what's going on over here. So yeah. he was a fun villain, though. I mean, like, I mean, he's he's it, he's enjoyable, like as a as a foil and as an actual like threat and person. Like, I enjoyed this season where we're trying to defeat Shaw, even though right. we don't know it until the end. Right, because I mean, he's a he's a good looking dude. He's adept. He's heroic. Like all the things that Sarah's drawn to from like all, I mean, she was with Bryce. She really liked the British dude that I thought was going to be like a bad guy. And then he just kind of came in and went, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Good. We don't need, we don't need to have like bad guys in here every five seconds. So Sarah falling for Shaw and Chuck falling for Hannah just really just kind of, it didn't feel like the right time for that. If it should have, if they were going to do that, it should, it probably should have just been just a little bit earlier because it doesn't feel like you're playing us too bad. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's just a small criticism. Um, it, so. did, it just felt forced. Like we have to make this happen. Yeah. Especially, especially Chuck and Hannah, like adding that part to it. We're like, Oh, we made Sarah go over here with Shaw for some stuff. So we're going to have you like, it's like we're pairing everybody up. Like we yeah. don't have to pair everybody up. Just let them be. Yeah. We could we could do more Big Lebowski uh, with Chuck. No, he would have been that would have been a train wreck for a couple more episodes. This is exactly when Ellie and Morgan start suspecting that something's up. The globe the globe hopping and the keeping secrets and stuff like that. So this is the season where Ellie went from kind of annoying to I can't stand her with mm-hmm. all of her like don't be a spy, Chuck. Don't be a spy anymore. Once she finally right, does she, find out, yeah, because she finds out in the Costa Gravas episode, right? <gasps> By the very end, we're like, she's like, okay, you do this, and then you're done. And he mm, says, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. no, no, not okay. Like, hey, you, don't do what you're really good at and what you're clearly <laughs> made to be doing, because I get nervous, and I'm your big sister. Like, it's such, it's just such a total wet blanket move. Like, yeah, it's just, I hate it. I yeah. hated it. And- hated it. And then shortly after, Morgan finds out about Chuck, so he has to keep the secret from Ellie. And then Casey comes across some friends from his past. We hope that he hasn't turned. And then we find out that he's got his origin story and that he has a daughter and that they're basically threatening uh, to kill her. But it's it, it just kind of cracks me up because it shows Chuck's naivete about uh, 
being able to kill someone as a spy and how short-sighted he was about being able to do that like all the time because he's just consistently put in that situation throughout this season over and over again you talked about it at the very beginning where he's trying to be a spy by himself he needs the team uh and then it just continues to to show up throughout here yeah i do love casey's Casey getting more getting more background and then Casey having a daughter is just a really fun twist yeah. for the rest of the show. Well, and especially cuz Morgan ends up yeah. dating her and like oh, he ends absolutely. up having to like having to to like Morgan like the the those are some of the the better beats. Yeah. So Shaw Shaw really it's a season long thing. He kind of comes in maybe 5 6 episodes but by the end of it he's he's off. Morgan gets to be on the team. Casey who after he uh, seemingly turned against everybody. They basically court-martialed him. Like they basically told him, "Hey, you're lucky we don't like throw you in prison." And so he's a he's a civilian for a little while. He gets reinstated, and Chuck and Sarah are finally together. Yeah, at the end of this, right? We have the Chuck. whole this is this is the season with the like the intersect is melting Chuck's brain stuff, right? Correct. Yeah, that kind of like where it's it's breaking him slowly. But surely. Oh, in and at the end, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit too um, dismissive that that's the end. Because you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Scott Bakula returns as as Stephen Bartowski, and you can tell. So Ellie uh, starts getting developed as an asset. Her and uh, Awesome go out to the Congo for a little while. Of course, the Ring, who's the fulcrum of this season, uh, finds her and starts. Uh, developing her as an asset, telling her all kinds of terrible things about Casey. And she's, she's kind of flipping out. And then Casey starts taking um, Morgan under his wing and, <laughs> and doing that like the training fun. and stuff. That stuff's fun. Uh, but at the very end, one of the things that always bugs me, and it, it kind of relates back to what you were talking about, uh, is that Chuck has intersect 2.0 that helps him beat up the bad guys like Neo. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned like the Matrix because that's exactly what it feels like, right? But these dudes just conveniently forget that they have guns or they just run up to <laughs> Chuck and Sarah with a gun in their hand, like up close to like get them to fight them. And then they finally like write something around it, like with the gas leak in Orion's house. And I was like, finally, they address this, like the, that he's just beating dudes up seemingly out of nowhere. So we also find out that Alex or Casey's been checking in on his daughter, um, but so has the ring. Uh, we find out that Shaw made it out alive, and like we seemingly thought that he got killed in Prague, right? Because that's yeah. that's where he takes it back. Um, and then you know, as soon as Orion comes back, and he's talking about like the governor and how it's going to fix Chuck's um, uh, flashes, you know, like okay, that's that's his like his times gonna be up because like he's here he's gonna give him what what he needs him for and then and then he's, he's gonna probably die. gonna be he's gonna die and then he goes to ellie and says this is the last time i'm gonna to walk away from you and i'm just like that's like Aww. the one last mission grown right? Jinx it, man. <laughs> right so he double jinxes himself and shaw kills orion right in front of chuck which of course just sends him into a uh just a, a catatonic state and then you have the ending with Ellie, Awesome, and Morgan all showing that they aren't scared and trying to save Chuck, Sarah, and Casey, which is pretty cool. And then Jeffster playing Blaze of Glory during the climactic fight <laughs> scene was like just quintessential Chuck. Like it's just we're doing all of these things that are like 
really like serious and important, and then they start playing. <laughs> let Jester play in the back. <laughs> oh, good oh. stuff. Just because we're feeling a little too grounded, we need to make sure we're still being goofy. Right. All right. You're still having a good yeah, time. Here's Jester. Yeah. Here's some Jester for you. Anything else that I missed? I loved the Rocky Three ending ripoff, like early yes, on. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm laughing, and Joni's like, "Why are you, Why laughing? Are you laughing?" And I'm like, "It's Rocky Three. She's like, "I don't care." Uh, <laughs> like, okay, we're not talking about it. Uh, how awesome is Casey's Crown Vic, by the way? Oh, like, so good. Like Simmons does that thing on rewatchables all the time. Sometimes we're like, "What one thing would you want from the show?" I might want. Oh, nice. I might want Casey's Crown Vic. Like yeah. that, that's that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> um, uh, the ending of the season is nice. This is the one time that it felt like we know we're having more because they throw out the mom teaser. Like like we dealt yeah. with Chuck's dad, mm-hmm. and so now we got to deal with Chuck's mom. So that was that was good. Yep. There was some good. You this get one the... felt like a better transition between three and four. So yeah, you get that. Um, they it opens up the staircase into his uh, bunker in yeah. his, in in Orion's uh, uh, safe house, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he finds all the stuff where he was looking for my mom. So a couple of the quotes I already talked about Chuck being the greatest lady killer Burbank has ever seen. Very few like that I wrote down in this or or was very intentional about it. Like there's still good stuff, but not that I had to say. Uh my taste buds are fist bumping each other, bro, from awesome. <laughs> why why I never incorporated that into any of my like it's just so like cheesy, corny, like dude bro uh, captain awesome type stuff uh morgan tells uh john casey who's actually a marine semper fidizzle <laughs> at one point fear is the mind killer uh morgan uh, says that during the psychiatrist episode which is a direct uh, quote from dune um there's a lot of dune things that i missed the first time uh after after i had read it i was like hey that's dune and laurie's like i don't care <laughs> So I got one of those. I got one of those, too. too. Yeah. Beckman tells him, uh, Chuck, you're our only hope. Of course, a Star Wars reference. And then my last favorite one of this one, it might be my favorite one of of that whole series, was reviewing pictures of people you've killed. I do that myself from time to time. Casey talking to Chuck. Because he's just not sure, like, what happened with Shaw and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. We'll go through music really quick. We've got Living Alive by Daniel Zott. Holiday by Vampire Weekend. You probably know that one. That one's, like, in a commercial. Yeah. Um, one October Song uh, by Nico Stai. That's the one that plays during uh, uh, Orion's death. And they, they bring it back um, for another episode in Season 4. Blaze of Glory, of course, by uh, Bon Jovi. Uh, Bohemian Like You, The Dandy Warhol, Space Monkeys by The Dust Brothers, which is the Fight Club song. Private Eyes, Hollow Notes, making a comeback again. Uh, Down River by The Temper Trap, Feeling Good by Nina Simone. I really loved this one because it's when Chuck starts Sarah's music education. And it's just very much like Seth Cohen, like taking uh, Ryan under his wing um, uh, with comic books. Uh, And then The High Road uh, by Broken Bells. So, all right. So, season four, we've got all the main players back. Um, Alex kind of takes a, a, a jump from guest star into a little bit more. I mean, not quite like the uh, regular and recurring character, but pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, we've got some new folks. Uh, Frost, uh, played by Linda Hamilton, 
Mary Bartowski, Chuck's mom, as you alluded to, uh, Alexei Volkov, played by Timothy Dalton, um, who's fantastic in fantastic. this role. Like, he play, he gets to he gets to work every single part of this as we'll get through. And it's well, just amazing that you suckered James Bond. And I mean, like, I know right. he's like the lesser. I mean, right. it's not, but still, it's it's yeah. awesome. He he never plays it like I'm too good to be here. No. He's like fully committed and yes. in all in on it. Um hamming it up. If we had um uh the, oh, the uh, Palpatine Emperor, Jim Carrey award. The Palpatine award. His. Like yeah. It's his. <laughs> Not even close. Which is impressive in a show with Jeffster. I'm just saying. Right. You you own it. So. Uh, I've got Lauren Cohan of uh um the Walking Dead fame. This is like way earlier than that of course uh she plays vivian volkoff uh volkoff's uh estranged daughter uh dolph lundgren makes an appearance yes he Al- does um, uh, olivia munn uh plays a greta they start using the buy more for like a uh a cia base of operations it's not just like chuck sarah casey like in there and well, shaw shaw blew it up in the last season oh yeah that's right and, and so it gets the, rebuilt the, 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 super fast right. but it's rebuilt by the cia that's a fun fun little moment in the season two where morgan yeah. comes in he's like it's too good everyone's right. too efficient it's, it's you gotta good. hire the slackers back <laughs> when he pours out the drink on the ground <laughs> yes. and somebody comes by with the mop <laughs> oh, i love that part uh balky from perfect strangers bronson pincha uh lufer rigno Nicole Richie and Steve Austin come back. Eric Roberts, he of like every 80s movie bad guy fame. <laughs> uh, Dave Bautista, before he makes it big, uh, shows up here. Uh, Summer Glau, um, Rob Riggle, and Richard Chamberlain. Um, my mom was a big Thornbirds fan. Uh, like She would watch this... Uh, um, it was like a TV miniseries. And so I'm like, oh, Richard Chamberlain. And I was looking him up. He's the original Born. Like they did a TV wow. series of Born. So I was like, hey, nice little like nod to he's the creepy dude in the uh, Switzerland episode with Rob Riggle. He's yeah. the bad guy in that one. So um, uh, I wrote down Dolph Lundgren with exclamation points behind it. But not, not only does Dolph Lundgren show up, but at one point he literally says, I must break you, and I lost my mind. <laughs> I, he just needed to say, if he dies, he dies, and I, my, I, that's all I still needed. I think I don't Frost know how they couldn't work right. I think yeah, some, somebody, somebody says, if he dies, he dies, but it's but not him. You're the, right. I yeah. must break you was just yeah. amazing, and if you have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, you don't need to know. Um, you wouldn't understand anyway, because if you haven't seen Rocky Four by this point in your life, you're just not going to. You're so. probably not. Yep. That was awesome. Um, Morgan coming up with the Michael Carmichael as his cover name. <laughs> like, what were your parents thinking? Not, yeah. not my parents, Chuck. Our parents. Our like, parents. Um, uh, the back and forth with, with Frost, with Chuck's mom. Like, is mm-hmm. she a good guy? Is she a bad? Like, for a good part of the season, yeah. it wasn't bad. Like, I yeah. just kind of, like, mm-hmm. it was... It didn't feel like, like we talked about this, like contrived, like yeah. drama for drama's sake. Like this felt like an actual, like good, good storyline that like, we're trying to figure out who this mm-hmm. person is and what is she really doing? So that was fun. I did not so much enjoy Sarah going like full undercover to save Chuck's mom so they could get married. Like that it's, part was a little rough. It's it felt- weird, but it, 
but but it, it, like all other things on this show, like you just wait long enough. It, it's like two episodes. I thought the same yeah. thing, and I was just like, oh yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's done in two episodes. So yeah, yeah. it just kind of feels really quick. But Volkov's just enjoyable. This whole, I yeah. mean, like we already talked about, it. he's just eating it up. He's great when he's the villain. And then the whole twist where it turns out that he was the first intersect and forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And like that this like totally warped him into just becoming this bad guy. And he's forgotten who he really is was just kind of like, whoa, that's cool. And Frost is there trying to, I mean, because it's, it was like, it was like Steven's friend. Yeah. And so she's there trying to like right his wrong, you know? So, yeah. Um, and All of that stuff. Make was sure good. that Volkov doesn't like go find his family and kill him. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, that stuff was fun. I, what's the the? Uh, I can't remember if he's NSA CIA that becomes the bad guy by the end that's trying to stop Chuck from doing everything. Oh, uh, um, Quinn, Quinn or Decker? Decker. Decker. Yeah. Decker. The Decker stuff is stupid. Stupid. Totally yeah. stupid. Um. Because is it the end of season four where Sarah's it's about to die? It's the end of season four, yeah. And it's just, it's idiotic. It makes no sense whatsoever. Like, I have this cure. Just let me walk into the hospital and give it to Sarah. Why would you stop him? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like this, like, very vindictive pattern, but for no reason that they ever explain. And then they allude to this, like, there's still a bigger plan. And, like, do we ever get back to that? Like, fully get back to that? It's just, I don't know. It, not in a not in a way that makes any sense it was basically yeah. like they just kind of tacked on i feel like they tacked on some of that stuff to get to season five yeah you know and and it, it's it's just a tough look you know for the most part I, volkov's really good so this this might have been my favorite yeah. season i think it might be mine too i, I i'm i'm pretty partial to season two but like you said, like everything just hits so well that it doesn't feel like a whole lot of filler. It's just yeah. the way that they end it in season four. So so we start out the season, Chuck and Morgan are trying to like strike out as independent spies. Oh, man. And then like, I started to write my notes because I forgot some stuff. And I, I was rewatching yeah. that first episode. I'm like, how could they ever afford to do all this when they're not really spies? And like two seconds later, they start making jokes about it. Right. Like how, yeah, uh, apparently the spy gig paid better than whatever, you know, like <laughs> just constant <laughs> jokes about how much it costs to do everything. And so right. it was good uh, stuff. We'll get to that a little bit later. Cause I think that like that one was like right on the money, but later on, like season five stuff gets ridiculous. Yeah. So um, they find out Frost was captured by uh, Volkov, like you already mentioned. Um, the thing that kind of did bug me a little bit was we start seeing old people show up and them retconning uh, like their links to Volkov, <laughs> like like Nicole Richie and, and Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin. We get uh, Chuck proposing to Sarah in her sleep, and she says yes, but. Uh, Chuck thinks that she's not paying attention. I really loved the A team homage with Casey and his former squad. Uh, yes. That was that was pretty awesome. And Alex and Morgan start dating like officially in this uh, season. That that's some some fun oh. uh, comic relief. Yeah. Morgan dating Casey's daughter is one of my favorite things in the whole show. Like you want to talk about like the scariest dad ever to deal yeah. with. 
Casey's scary if you're not dating his daughter. That's just like DEFCON 12 to... Uh, or when he comes into the apartment during the Valentine's episode. <laughs> we, I don't want to belabor the, the Volkov stuff. It's just really well done. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go line by line on that. Uh, they do another Die Hard homage. Morgan is uh, uh, John McClane. He's got Except like he literally like says it out loud. He's like, right. I'm like John McClane. Like he's, he's my favorite is when he duck he duct tapes the gun to his back and he can't get it off. <laughs> can't get it off. <laughs> oh. And then Chuck loses the intersect, then of course gets it back again. Um the Vivian stuff is really like doesn't work as well. Like it's just kind of Yeah, that part's not as good. Like it, it kind of like if you if they did a little bit better job of showing like she was kind of unhinged as like Volkov's a strange child, like it would make more sense. But she was just like, "Hey, I'm I'm rich and I just ride my horses all day. I got a pretty sweet gig. Like, yeah, I don't know who my dad is, but he takes care of me, you know, yeah. somehow." Um, uh, you mentioned the engagement being off, and because she needed to go save uh, Frost. And bring her back, and then it's back on again. Morgan as the guy in the chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ned. <laughs> Thanks, Ned. Uh, he's helping the proposal go through. That one was a pretty funny episode. Just lots of good. I mean, I think it's it's very. It's all the reasons why you love the show is like compact. Yeah, compacted into this particular season. And, and you could have ended here for me. Like, yes, the end of season four. I'm like. I like where everything's at. Um, Chuck doesn't have the intersect at the very end. Right. Um, and But they get all the money. Like, they're married. They get all the Volkov money. Yeah. And so they're going to form their own little team. Sarah, Casey, Chuck, Morgan. And, like, you could just end it there and, like, like kind of fade to black as they're, like, sitting in the, the castle planning and stuff. Right. And I've been like, that was a good show. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but then Morgan puts on the stupid glasses. Right, and if if and that's exactly what I had in my notes. Uh, does season four count as the real ending, or would it be the better ending? Yes. So we'll put a pin in that conversation we as we go as we go through. Um, you could definitely see the buy more scene, like stating two weeks later, which was so tacked on with Morgan getting the intersect. Uh, but you, like you said, the the wedding, the montage, like of. Uh, of uh, Chuck and Sarah and their relationship is very like last episode type stuff. Um, and, and we finally get that wedding um, with uh, Frost being there, Chuck, Sarah, Casey. Um, I love like as they're getting to the, the end of that and like he's getting hyped in the, in the van to the Imperial March, him and, him and Morgan. I, I I can't get enough of that. Like, it, like the faces that they're making to each other. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> Sarah looking at him like, this is the man that I'm going to marry. <laughs> because our like lives look I was just that gonna... <laughs> way all the time. I married a man child thinking that he would turn into a man. But he oh. is... No. Joni had no disillusions. She's met my dad. Okay. <laughs> Lori definitely had disillusions. That's because your dad's a grown up. That's true. 
All right, let's let's burn through these quotes pretty quick. They're upside down in uh, one of the episodes, like like scaling a building, and uh, Sarah's one of the first ones to jump off, and he goes, "Hey, Spider Man, kiss." No, okay, maybe later. <laughs> he was upside down. Uh, You're my home, Chuck. You'll always have been, uh, Sarah. And uh, one of the later episodes, uh, Casey. Oh, during the A-Team episode, we are under strict orders from President Clinton to seal this place up. While I may not like him or his mouthy wife, those are the orders. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense, uh, the Reagan love and uh, uh, Casey. Chuck describing Switzerland to Morgan. The air is so fresh and the chocolate, so milky. <laughs> there was one where, why is Sarah in the in like this uh, weird truck? Were they like breaking into... Uh, there's so many prison breaking break-in so scenes many. like yes. that. Like you can't keep somebody them all gets straight. captured like every other episode, and we got to break them right. out. But uh, Sarah's in like this weird, like it's almost like a bread truck, right? And he can't like see her or touch her. She's like high, and he like kisses his fingers and like puts them on her lips, and he goes, "Was that weird? The whole like finger kiss thing? Like I, I rewound it like." 30 times because it's just so <laughs> hilarious all right let's burn through some music here we've got a girl a boy in a graveyard jeremy messersmith uh, we sang this to our kids like almost every night uh sleep to, to go to sleep like it just had like this really cool we we used to, uh, like he also sings this uh song called tatooine which of course is uh about tatooine um, so we kind of naturally went to that one after we'd gone through that one too many times to sing before we went to bed whenever they were like really young. We don't eat James Vincent McMorrow, Kiss with a Fist, Florence and the Machine, one of my favorites, uh, Woman by Wolf Mother. Yeah. You just think that I'm just like, like messing with you. I'm words. words now. <laughs> Miss Friday by Nico Stye. This one is the best. Vander Lyle Crybaby Geeks by The National. Uh, I'm a pilot by Fan Farlow. You are a tourist. Death cab for cutie. You know, see, you hey, know that hey, one. Hey, there we go. Yeah, Death we go. cab, I know. And then okay. uh, first day of my life, uh, Bright Eyes is the song running through the montage at the very end. So the worst song, I had to throw this in there because this this show does such good music where it's like either it's just kind of playing in the background and you don't notice it. Or like it's like, oh, that's a good song. I need to go look that up. Secondhand News by Mates of State. It's a truly awful cover of a Fleetwood Mac song. And like, I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan. I know that that like makes me lose points with people. I don't care. I love them. Um, <laughs> like, and this is an awful, awful cover of it. So anyway, all right, let's move on to to season five. If, unless you got any lasting season four. See, I, I, I mean, high praise. Season High four praise. is the best. High yeah. praise for season four. Yeah. Uh, you cut out two seconds at the end, and I like, you just end there, right. and I'm a happy yep. camper. Um, uh, but Morgan has to say, guys, I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Which leads Grown. us to one of probably my Stunt. I didn't list them. I mean, I don't hate it as much as I hate the beginning of season three, or as much as Ellie bothers me. Yeah. But I don't like Morgan becoming the intersect and turning into a tool. Right. It's amazing. I keep sounding like a broken record, but every single time I rewatch this, I'm like, that seems so much longer. It seems so much longer. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, I think it's four episodes. <laughs> He's, but, but, the one but with, four out of 13. 
frosted tips counts as four. Oh yeah, so that's true. Itself. That's about yeah. That's that, true. That, bro- that, that grows exponentially once he put once he does that. Right. The frosted tips count double <laughs> every time you have to watch that. Yeah, so as you mentioned, season starts with them working as contractors and Morgan as the intersect. They've already burned through $877 million. There's no way. You like you would have to fly that private jet every single day. Like and like they're like, Oh, Morgan likes shrimp cocktail. It's the like, fresh shrimp. It's the fresh it's shrimp. Fresh shrimp. That's on. right. It's the fresh shrimp. <laughs> so it's just Oh, I hate it. The one thing that I do love is that Morgan calls his intersect face uh, the zoom <laughs> to to Chuck's flash, which is awesomely nerdy. Because uh, awesome if you don't know, uh, the, the flash's uh, nemesis is Professor Zoom. So, yeah. We get introduced to uh, Carrie Ann Moss as uh, Verbansky. Oh, I forgot to go through the guest stars. Uh, so... Um, Everybody's kind of the same. Very first one is Carrie Ann Moss. We no, got no. Mark. Oh, oh, we got Mark Hamill. Sorry, as the very first one. I just was, I kept looking at him. Like, who is that? That guy looks so familiar. Because <laughs> of course he's got like the the terrible like uh, villain uh, voice that he's doing. us like, yes, uh, I can't. And then Craig Kilborn, uh, he <laughs> of Sports Center and the Late Late Show fame. Has there uh, ever been someone that made the transition from sportscaster to movie villain so well? Like, I don't, I mean, or even just attempted it. And it works amazingly. Right. It works so well. Especially in this. Like, he's creepy. Like, he's... Yes. <laughs> like, all of the things. I've uh, got David Koechner. Uh, his most famous role, obviously, is uh, Champ Kine from uh, Anchorman. Danny Pudi and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown from Community show up to make their, uh, that's Abed and Shirley from Community. Uh, that was uh, going strong during this. Rebecca Romaine Stamos uh, comes in at the end to play some like weirdo, uh, like a CIA person. And then Angus McFadden comes in as Quinn at the very end. Uh, you know where uh, Angus McFadden's from, right? Plays Robert the Bruce in Braveheart. Ooh, that's right. Like, why do I know this name? This sounds yeah. familiar. So, um, and so you, you finally hit full nerd mode in season five, though, because you get a Stanley cameo. All right, that's when you've really. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. The Stanley cameo. You've you've made it. So yeah. We get introduced to Carrie Ann Moss's character Verbansky as the competition. She's got a million more resources than these guys do. Her and Casey um, apparently have a past, and they start from this the weird moment relationship. You meet her, though, like, yeah, they they try like they try the whole like oh they're rivals, but like from the moment you're just like no these two are gonna be no. together before this yeah. is over. Like that's it's, where we're going. This is especially these- when you see the the stolen from John Casey and combat yes. like gun or whatever. Yeah, soulmates. <laughs> that's what that says right there. Right. That's right. Um, Ellie starts to feel like she's only there to move the plot along. Like, it's just like, because Ellie's the worst, Troy. Ellie's that's the worst. True. Yeah. They just don't know what to do with their other. I mean, they, they, we, we've kind of mentioned, or we, we failed to mention that she, um, she had the car left behind, um, from Stephen Bartowski, which hilarious that it was sitting there for like six months with the top down in Southern California. I I, I get it. <laughs> Weather's great there, but I know it had to rain at least some point in time. Or somebody uh, would steal it. Steal Come on it. Now. Right. 
or steal the computer out of it, out of the floorboard. Uh, but she's been working on all this stuff and she's there and it's she's going to help save the day in that. But it just doesn't seem like enough. Um, they get the intersect out of Morgan's head after three excruciating episodes. Um, but this kill order is still out there from Decker. Like, and it just only serves the purpose to, like, have this season exist. Right? I mean, it, so they do some fun stuff, like, but a lot of, uh, a lot of it's just unnecessary. It just feels like filler, finally. You know? Yes. It, it's overstayed its welcome. Like, there's some, there's some good hits that they come up with. And, like, I, I like Carrie Ann Moss. Like, like she's not, um, you could have like, brought her into season four, though. Like, uh, yeah, like it's really nice that Casey, yeah. Casey gets his his nice mm, little mm-hmm. ride off into the sunset mm-hmm. with his crazy chick. Yeah, but you can tell that they've run out of ideas. They're like Casey kills the team that's supposed to go after Morgan. He's arrested and put in prison. Like Verbansky tries to bust him out, but he refuses. And then like Sarah and Chuck go on a mission in a nudist cult. And Chuck enters like a hack off. Like it's just like, what, are, what, are, yeah. what, are, what are we doing here? Yeah. So for Bansky they, then, yeah, yeah, going ahead. Um, awesome figures out that, that Jeff, you know, oh, has yeah, yeah, been yeah, yeah. sleeping in his car exhaust and yeah. that's why he's so stupid. And so like, he finally has him just sleep in right. a room in a bed and he gets smart all of a sudden and like starts coming to, right. to work with like his hair combed and his clothes actually like washed. Right. And, and, and he just, starts figuring out what's going on at the Buy More, yeah. like with all of them. Yeah. Um, they keep knocking them out that one episode, like, multiple times. Like, hey, give them this this stuff that makes them forget the last 24 hours and they'll just oh, wake up gosh. in the wrecked car. And it's like, yeah, once was not funny for, like, three times is not any funnier, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah, they really started using that, like, the MIB, like, flashy thing. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and then goodness. Shaw shows back up. Yeah. Like, we couldn't even come up with a new villain to end right. with. Like, well, nope, the, it's and, Shaw. And that's the thing. It's like they bring Shaw back a little bit earlier. I mean, we're working with 13 episodes. But then Quinn, like, so Decker finally. So we go from Decker, who shows up at the end of season four, and we have no, like, backstory on him at all. Then they kill him. Then they bring Shaw back as lazy. And then they bring this Quinn guy out of nowhere for the yeah. last four episodes. It, it's just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The The one that really gets me is the the filler episode of her with the baby. Um, yes. Yeah. Like, after she comes down the stairs with the baby in the baby Bjorn and she's, like, shooting machine guns, like, right next to it, <laughs> I just wrote, please make five, season five stop. Like, yes. just... Please, just Please. put us out of our misery. Um, so we get Quinn. He he puts uh, Sarah and Casey in an untenable situation, and they somehow have the the glasses to do another intersect, but they know that it's going to ruin somebody's brain. So Sarah does it to get out of the situation. And uh, Quinn has uh, Chuck on a on a speeding or on a bullet train. train. Yeah. And then he gets kicked, Quinn gets kicked out of the side of it and like somehow manages to hold on and get like, yeah. the more, 
the more I keep talking, it's like when, uh, whenever I was uh, hate reading all of my notes from uh, OC season four, I feel like that's what we're doing right now. So the, the, and we've already gone long. So like the more that you know about season five, the, the, the worse it gets, but the dumbest part, like the part that I, I just continue to hate every time I see it is like Quinn finally gets a hold of Sarah and he starts like, um, so her brain's deteriorating because she's using the uh, intersect too much in too many in too many uh, in such Flashes. a short amount of time. Yeah, and then he he has these flashcards that he somehow made that like like make her flash make her fl- like it's <laughs> it makes no and sense. he and and just him like watching him like like throw the flashcards up there and then them like taking away her memories and stuff like that. I was like. Oh my gosh, please stop. So she comes back to the team, but it's under false pretenses. They see it a mile away that uh, something's not right. And Quinn's trying to to get her to kill Chuck and get the get the intersect. Um, but it doesn't work. They they figure out they figure out how to uh, flip it on him. Jester comes in and saves the day uh, by singing Ahas, take on me in a concert hall. Um, and they have a bomb under Beckman's chair, and it's kind of a a callback to the first episode when they use the uh, the computer virus to uh, disarm the bomb. For all the faults of season five, like the last episode is what gets me. You said you rewatched the first episode and the last episode of every season. Yeah, I still like, even though I hate season five, I shouldn't say I hate it. Uh, I, I come pretty close to it because by the end of it, we're just like. We watched 91 episodes. Is it over and, yet? Is and you're just yet? like, is it over yet? Because it should have been over in season four. But I still love the last episode because it gives you a little bit more of the greatest hits than season four does, is what I'll say. I know a lot of people, like, I can already see what you're saying uh, or what you're going to say is that it's just like, no, it's dumb. I don't like it. But I really... I really do love that the last episode, uh, despite the bad like plot thread through the entire season. Mary shows up at the end. Chuck lo- downloads the intersect one last time to do the disarming of the pawn. But Casey hugging Chuck, like some of the some of the bits that they put in there. Casey hugging Chuck at the end, um, and like giving him like he's like, that's the one thing Russians do well. They hug. And he and that that gives you like the okay they they were missing that in the end of season four and maybe because they knew that they weren't ending ending they didn't do stuff like that there's a couple more send offs and then um, I love the last episode um, and the callback to the beach the last line that she gives and then rivers and roads by the head and the heart playing over the top. It's just so hopeful, even though like they've done bad they've damage to it. all of the, they've ruined a lot of this. It's not ambiguous, like like a movie like Inception, where you're just like, yeah. oh, like is is it? It's just so hopeful, you know. Like I'll give it that. Like they they rebound from a really bad season, and maybe I'm just giving too much credit for that. So I mean, I really the, like the Casey thing is really it. good. I mean yeah. that that is a good and and I love. I mean, Casey probably has my favorite arc throughout the whole thing like that we go from just this like stone cold killer to like yep develops a relationship it's with his daughter and with morgan yeah. and mm-hmm. like you know uh, 
the Russians, they know how to hug. That, that's a good line <laughs> at the end. But I just, I just did not like it all. The whole like Sarah doesn't remember Chuck thing. Like she forgets yeah. Chuck, and like you just took out the two things you did in the fifth season. Like you took away Chuck and Morgan's relationship for part of it, right? And then you took away Chuck and Sarah. Like these are two of the like. If Casey somehow forgot Chuck, you would have completed the trifecta. Like these right. four people and their relationship are the core of this story. Right. Why do you keep doing this to us, Josh Schwartz? You can't rip away the best parts in the last season. Yeah. Um, like it's just and so it's just it's so tainted that even the good parts that are in that in in one, yeah. just like you're right, it's not ambiguous and it's not bad, like them sitting toes in the sand getting to know each other again but like it's just so i, I already had such a bad taste in my mouth that it didn't matter yeah. by then like i'm just trying to swallow down the last part of this meal and just not enjoying the very end of it so it reminded me a lot of the oc totally we're like, like we just butchered this whole season and we kind of pull it together at the end but i don't think yeah. they pull it together as well yeah i i'll fully agree that the the oc ending is is much better yeah. like if if they had somehow like made Marissa come back to life at the end of the OC and it ended with her and Ryan trying to rekindle something sitting on the beach, that would be the equivalent for me. Like that's how rough the Sarah yeah. forgetting Chuck stuff is. So you're not alone. A lot of people. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few people, uh, uh, me and Seth Gilbertson. Seth is the only other person, uh, that, that I've ever talked with about it that is like yeah i, I kind of like the end and i'm like oh wow you're the you're the only other person that i've talked to but i i should probably say Lori's probably like i think she's like me she's like yeah season five stinks but like they they put they they kind of stick the landing a little bit better but yeah i think we had a I, I think troy said he likes the end of this show at some point in a conversation and i'm starting <laughs> to question our friendship no um but I, but I fully agree with you that like the actual ending should be season four, and I, th I think when throw we, when we some, first throw in a few it, of the nice things from season yeah, five, start, yeah, and, and you'll but you'll be good, yeah. It's it's a rough beat to end with, yeah. But you're still happy that you that you that you watched it all. Absolutely happy that okay. I watched it. Okay, I've got a few quotes, and then we'll uh, we'll hit because we're we're getting up, we're getting up there. It's getting. We're creeping into two hour territory. <laughs> hey, big guy, the sun's going down. <laughs> All right, quotes. Uh, Chuck, you're our leader uh, from Sarah. Uh, whenever he's early on and he's really struggling with uh, Morgan being the intersect. And then whenever they're teasing Casey about Gertrude, uh, that's a weird move, Casey, from Sarah. And then. And Chuck, like maybe like two minutes later, perving out on Gertrude. Weird move, Casey. <laughs> uh, I finally wrote down uh, groans because, of course, we're subtitle fans, as I know you are. But Casey groans like is like I found that there's a there's a, a super cut of like a decent amount of them. It's not all of them, uh, but just a bunch of like groans back to back. From if you Casey. put all the Casey groans back to back, they'd still be longer than this podcast. Right. Okay. <laughs> Happens a lot. Right. Uh, Morgan saying, I will not let my last words to Alex be a demand for pizza combos. <laughs> and Casey kind of at the end, I guess Bartoski made us both a little soft. Casey said, I, I don't run. I stock my prey. And then the last one, my favorite one, uh, Chuck, tell me our story. 
from Sarah. The last little bit of music that I have is The Honest Truth by Typhoon, uh, Half Moon by B- Blind Pilot, We Are Young by Fun. You know that. I think you know yeah, that, that one. one that yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, similar to what we talked about on uh, the OC podcast when Death Cab for Cutie actually made it. This predates whenever they really made it big. So who knows? They might have actually made that song a big song. Uh, Your Hands by Ghost Society, Cruel and Beautiful World by Group Love. And then my favorite song uh, out of all of these, Rivers and Roads, uh, The Head and the Heart, uh, another song that we sang. Um, uh, it was edited. There's like a, there's a word in there that we don't use, but uh, singing <laughs> for our kids uh, be, uh, while they go to sleep. Uh, that was a big uh, crowd pleaser. So it holds a special place, like personally, uh, rather than just, I mean, kind of the end always gets me but that one like the more i watch it and just kind of thinking about it, we don't do it anymore but it just it was always makes me nostalgic on top of like the my nostalgia and my love for the uh for this whole series so but. all right friday night lights it's got a lot to live up to virus i i hope that uh <laughs> it's kind of some- one of those there's some there's some highs there's plenty of lows just i already know yourself. about i already know about season two um, I, I remember yeah. how I hate how season three of Chuck starts. Yeah, I yes. hate how season two of Friday Night Lights starts. Just to warn you now. So yeah, got some rough moments. So. Well, I'm glad that I didn't make you watch something that you hated and that you came Not to it. We'll came to it up. and started started making fun of. Like I was fully fully waiting for the season five stuff. Like I was ready. I was I was armed and ready. <laughs> the Ellie stuff took me by surprise, but I I, I, I like it. I like it. We don't have to agree on everything. It bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me. She looked like she should be Kelly Kabowski's sister from Say by the Bell, too. So, like. Can I tell you a funny story? Yes. She is from Saved by the Bell, the new class. And she, like, I'm almost positive. She plays like a Kapowski younger Kapowski sister. Uns, like, but, like, they didn't necessarily. She, like, she just has one of those faces where I kept thinking, I have to know you from something else. And I look up her IMBD multiple times and be like, nope, right. there's nothing on here I actually watched. I don't know why you look familiar. It was. It was her, Rachel Myers. Yep. <laughs> That's what it is. That's funny. I'm glad that we could put that together uh, right at the end there. Well, if you stuck with this list long, like, I'm proud of you. This is a moment we're contemplating cutting this into two episodes. I don't know. We might. Right. Are going to have our first two part episode? This is a labor of love because this is one of my favorites. Uh, So I'm glad that we're doing something that Byers loves too because it'll be something fun. But I, I literally had 11 pages of notes that I went through. Hopefully it didn't feel like that um, if you're actually listening to this still at the end. Uh, if you love Chuck and you you, you, you stuck it out with us, uh, give us some thoughts on um, the Phileo Podcast Facebook page uh, or Instagram, uh, Phileo Podcast, all one word, alert case, or at uh, email at phileopodcast at gmail.com. And somebody should go through and double check that all the band names Troy said are real bands for me. Okay, because I'm still convinced he was making up words and just <laughs> throwing things together. I'm excited for you to do that. Uh, I want to I, I hear you. Okay, just look up Vander Lyle Crybaby Geeks by The National, and you'll know that that's the most outlandish thing I said, <laughs> and it's actually real, and, and you'll know that, that I, did, I did actually prepare for this. So, All right. Great job, Iris. Good brownies. Good brownies. 